find that yes you, you, that when that day comes you find you deleted yesterday's podcast and you have to have your your friend <laughs> phone in from across the ocean to do a pickup <laughs> episode that's why it's late dear listeners but uh you know what this is good because we get to hold on i'm getting ahead of myself you just tuned in to fair warning this is the thick white duke to my left here in the state side el pagano hello hello studio side as well Way across, way across the globe in Madripoor right now. <laughs> MC Sacred Madripoor. G is we're piping him in on the on the secured feed, and there's a crane flying yes. in the studio. That's awesome. Yes, crack research team was able to put together this long distance feed, man. Who the IS, what a job. Who, the ISDN line is working. Yes, um, this ain't dial up anymore. Shit. But you know what? Coming back to do this lets us pick up on a little breaking news and since i'm gonna be hustling to get this out very fast we'll, we'll be pretty close on top of this one but david lee roth is hanging it up the official the official word yeah who, retirement who thought who would have thunk it yeah but i get I mean, it that guy had wheels he's got wheels for days <laughs> still has them he wants to go out on top he doesn't want to i bet you he doesn't want to be yeah nice one chris <laughs> how, how classic is that? that of course. That we just right as we fucking start this off. It's all right. I know it that... just said reconnecting across my screen. Yeah. Reconnecting. At least it did. Great. It reconnected. Yeah. Yeah, we had to. Yeah, we re reconnected. Uh, David Lee Roth is. You know, I. I guess I. I. I guess I don't have much to say about it because you know it's not like i was jumping to go see him prior to this but he uh he just kind of always seemed like he was always there you know mm -hmm. um and i think we got a good idea with going to see him in vegas for his last run <laughs> that could be interesting it's not the worst idea i heard all day nope special episode <laughs> special special episode i mean that's january it's coming up uh, that's just two three months out just so like a post post show uh yeah. review oh yeah that would be dope put on our youtube channel wow what do you think though his intent was with that do you like do you think he's just trying to call it before it's too late or is it just that realization like if you think about where we are in time and space and yeah. all of the above like ed it's almost a year coming yeah. up on on him passing right he knows he knows there's no van halen without ed yeah so he, do you think he's just calling uh, yeah. it before it drags out probably or do you I think, think also one lap do you think he has like some health issues maybe going on that he said his doctors convinced him that life on the road was not going to be the best thing for his health yeah uh whatever that means Don't tell could that mean, to Mick jagger though yeah it? it could mean a number of things it's probably got his bones are probably just as shattered and broken as shattered, eddie's hips shattered. <laughs> well yeah, yeah i, I think i think that 
uh, Mick Jagger's doctors probably tell him that as well. well he's got but Donald Trump's doctor. Managers. I think all the managers and agents are like, nah, you got one more in you. Let's uh-huh. do the stones again. But nobody's clamoring for that Lee Roth money right now. You right. know, it's not like this big financial engine. So I think it takes about a year to put together a limited run vegas show yeah. and so after eddie's passing i bet he got on the horse and was like let's yeah, okay let's do this and fucking duck out because that show just started the vegas one the vegas show just started yeah. and then now he's announcing that that's gonna be it seems oh, planned okay. out. seems i mean seems like some forethought went into it but he's yeah, yeah. he's smart van halen's n- is never gonna play yeah well, they, they did their oh. thing yeah He's getting up there. Sentence right there. He can still semi pull it off, so he doesn't have to go out in like a sad way. So that's kind of good. Yeah. (laughs) He had his sad moments like twenty years ago, and then had to like come back from that. So he's he's good now. Well, you know what? His sad moments start right around nineteen ninety one when this album comes out. (laughs) David Lee Roth, in classic fashion, he jumps. He jumps early. He gets. He gets his third album out before. This formation of Van Halen gets their third album out, which is their ninth album uh, that, as a band, have put out together. But 1991, For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge comes out, and uh, Dave Lee Roth puts out in, in, in uh, you know, they came out with in June 17th. Lee Roth comes out in January, and uh, it's uh, a little ain't enough. Yeah. And, um, it turned out that is the case for that album. And I think David started smelling, just started smelling the end, uh, or at least of that for, uh, you know, at that, that time. They, they had to cancel shows because it didn't, they weren't selling out. They weren't even selling enough tickets for some of the shows. So, so that's got to be a shot to, shot to the old ego. And now knowing that Van Halen's never going to play again, um, you know, I don't, I don't think, I think the, doctor was more talking about his ego he can't take the shots anymore <laughs> you know who knows about his hips but i think it's his i think that his was the last it probably happened that was the last david lee roth album i bought was little ain't enough uh, that, was, that yeah. was the end for me that was the one that had the music video with the little people in blackface if you remember oh didn't we look wait hold on <laughs> hold on I'm getting episodes. Did, did we look at that did we watch that the on OU812 episode no because that would have been like skyscraper era that little ain't enough the title track that's when he's got the big jeep and or did we watch it on this one that, uh, on the on the the yeah, lost episode the lost episode I we pulled up the whole video and watched it we won't put anyone through that again but just know that if you want to see something that oh you could God. never be produced today as with so many van halen artifacts <laughs> hot for teacher uh pretty woman yeah. basically everything um yeah it's, yeah it, maybe I, that's why david lee's calling yeah. it he doesn't want anyone to pull that video up <laughs> cancel nobody he ain't canceling shit i'm out you can't fire me i quit yeah have a look at that if you're not at work uh but yeah, 91 is Van Halen. It's a second peak, I think, you know. It's really I think this is the the peak of the Sammy era, this album. Yeah, for sure. Songwriting, production. Yeah. I mean, production. Here we go. Andy Johns. They bring in the big guns. Zeppelin. Andy Johns. The Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> well, Zeppelin. Hey, let me tell you something. Uh, 
let, let, let's let Eddie talk about what uh, what Andy Johns brought to the recording of this album, if you don't mind. What do you love, think? Love to. Say to fifty one fifty or are you eight one two? Has that got yeah, anything yeah, to do I with think the fact? A lot of that has to do with it. You know, we get we we really know each other well now, and uh, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that uh, you know we're playing a lot tighter together, and uh, you know we, we we know each other better. This is our third record together, and. Uh, also, you know, we, we added Andy Johns to the team, and uh, he made us sound actually a lot more like we do when we're, when we're playing live in a room together, you know? It's like uh, the previous albums uh, sounded a little distant for my taste, you know? So we opted for Andy Johns, you know, he's made a lot of good records that we all like, and uh, he did a great job for us. Just for people who aren't familiar with Andy Johns, just tell me a few of the bands he's worked with. Say that one more time. Just for people who may not be familiar with Andy Johns, just briefly tell me about some of the bands of his work with that you like. Well, they, they might not be familiar with him, but they actually are. He did Stairway to Heaven. He did the, he did the third and fourth uh, Zeppelin album. And uh, he did a lot of Stones. Uh, you know, he's, he's been around for years. His, his brother's... Uh, uh, oh, uh, Glenn Johns. Glenn Johns, yeah. I'll just ask you about some of the songs, if I may. So... See, he's, he can, uh, he can only into, name. He, he can only name Led Zeppelin <laughs> yeah, yeah. too. <laughs> well, that's yeah. interesting. You brought up. Uh, oh, what you're saying? Uh, we know that Eddie's are kind of in his own world, so he yeah. he's he, he likes Slightly three other bands him. and all of his work. Well, it's funny you brought up uh, Ed talking about Andy because uh, I got a clip of his brother Alex talking about oh, Andy yeah. also. Nice. I think it was kind of a meeting of the minds. Uh, it was uh, the man who brought you Led Zeppelin, that's Andy Johns, meets Van Halen. And um, we had a lot of fun rehashing old times and just playing just rock and roll until the songs kind of evolved from what we were doing in there. We, we spent a lot of time, 8, 10, 12 hours a day, just playing. And out of, the, out of those uh, jam sessions came songs. And uh, finally, when all was said and done, uh, if we were left to our own devices with Andy and assorted uh, bevies and such, bevies. we probably would have taken 10 years to finish this record. So uh, <laughs> Ted Templeman came to our aid and kind of put the whole thing together. And that's about it. And I think it's, uh, I'm very proud of what we did. I had to bring in the cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> had to get Ted. <laughs> <laughs> but you yeah. hear him talking about like yeah. the worth ethic too in there, like, working at a 12-hour day, whatever mm -hmm. it takes, right? But, yeah, I mean, this album took almost a year, right? Yeah, they we're getting into the yeah. part of their career where they're taking a long time to make records now, not the two weeks, week and a half, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they, they took a while, like a, over a year to do to do this tour, you know, like from, from the last tour to this tour. They took mm -hmm. 13 months to record this album. Um, they, like he said, they, you know, they're working with Andy Johns, and then they brought in Ted to, to clean this thing up to put a to bookend it. But um, you got you got Andy. Andy has obviously played worked with a lot of people, but he had a forty year career where he started out as uh, a tape operator, you know, for a, a, you know, and, and working with uh, Rod the Bod and fucking Jethro Tull and Humble Pie and shit, <laughs> and then you know works his way up from tape operator to producer and and it is just you know hendrix and zeppelin stones van halen it's it's pretty sick his pedigree and i could see how you get 
that crew together with that dude, you're going to spend 10 hours in the studio. <laughs> you're going to want to just put down more material. And it's nice to hear Alex say that he liked working with them because it's finally the return to the big drum sound. Yes. No, we, get totally. the, we get Alex big drums. Yeah, I remember, the best. I remember uh, hearing Sammy talking about recording this album in that at, um, with that angle in mind you mentioned about the uh, getting that drum sound because Ed's studio is so small. That's right. Like it was a little challenging trying to work the mics around the drum kit, getting it dialed they just, in. But yeah, They threw John Bonham in an entryway of a castle. They didn't, they didn't have such a thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they, yeah. I think, um, but I did hear that uh, Hagar didn't like working with Andy Johns. Really? And I don't, I don't, I don't know if you guys got any insight onto that, but it's just a, just a little whisper that I heard that Hagar wasn't really too pleased with working with the dude. Huh? It, it, he got good work out of him. I'll put it. You know, maybe Sammy didn't like it, did but it. can't argue with the results. I think I got a clip of uh, Andy yeah. talking about working with the band. Yes, they were a little suspicious of people that do what I do. Um, <laughs> there you go. It can be a bit paranoid, but we started getting on really, Sammy. really well. And the record took forever and ever and ever. And Eddie's house was, I had a house on Mulholland and he lived on Coldwater just right here. So it was only two traffic lights and there's no traffic. So I would be driving backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards. And I get these phone calls at one in the morning. Hey, Eddie, you got to get over here. I got an idea. <sighs> and I'm in bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Screw that. Come over here. <laughs> but I learned about him fairly quickly. He, he had, um, he'd only ever worked one way, you know? And so I introduced him to simple things, just like double tracking the guitars. <laughs> Jeez, I don't know how to do that. I said, Ed, as we sit here speaking to each other, there are about a thousand other wallies that do not compare with you that are double tracking their guitars. <laughs> well, gee, I guess I'll give it a try if you want. And of course, he's playing with himself, so how could it be out? Jeez, I must be a genius. That sounds great. <laughs> now we're going to put a couple of 12 strings in back of that. That's the nuts part. I, I, I don't, that doesn't stick out as I don't never would have thought I heard 12 strings on this album. It's probably in there somewhere. Yeah. Right? I mean, that, that sound is thick. It's in there somewhere, I guess. That, that was a revelation to me. I think that's interesting, though. Like, Ed has his way of working, and then here comes, you know, this dude. Like, think about it from this way, man, and let's try some different shit. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I guess the compromise, too, is that he would have to get out of bed because Ed, you know, at 1 a.m. and be like, all right, well, I'm gonna I'm doing this, and then I'm going to open him up to this this way. You know, they kind of got the best out of each other, probably. That's what I'm going to go with anyway. <laughs> no, totally, and I think... We talked about it at some point, and we will probably come up later in the when we dive deep into the tracks. Just how, like, if you think about it, like they get to have the producer that they grew up with from Zeppelin. Yeah. Like, how crazy is that? And I imagine yeah. that they right. that pushed them to maybe play a little, or they maybe they pushed themselves to impress them a little more. Sure, to, you know, you're on your best behavior. Like, hey, I did, just came out with this riff with the with the power drill. Just, <laughs> that's why. That's why. He I mean, it was it was inevitable because does this fly? And he's yeah, like, yeah, that flies. Sure, it sounds great. It. Yeah, but Jimmy Page used a violin bow. You twat. <laughs> you wooly. You wooly. You wooly. 
Um, no, I think you're right, Chris. It's, it's inevitable because here they are uh, basically taking their place among these bands. They're, they're elder statesmen now. They've made their yeah. bones. They've proved everything they need to prove with not one but two different singers. And so here the proof will be in the pudding. Let's get the dude and let's do the thing. And right. I think the right. Yeah, I think the opening track on this record is like ex- Exhibit A. Should we roll it? <laughs> roll yeah, it. let's do that. I love that setup, man. Nice. Plugging in his amp. Okay, hold on. I mean, what are we? 17 seconds in here. We got the big bottom beat. Yeah. We got the. Yeah. We, we just heard the big uh, Robert Plant whale. Yep. The yeah. the descending Jimmy Page chords. And just I'm just happy to hear Mike, honestly. Totally. A, Everyone's present, man. Yeah. It's all happening. Yeah, there's. Th- it's all happening right and and to speak on mike there's something that uh maybe you know you know how colors will take on a little different character depending on if you put them next to different colors yeah um uh i think that happens when you put bass next to live drums instead of you know machine drums (laughs) and stuff i think mike all of a sudden you're like dude mike sounds good mike always sounds good but it's like he's got now finally the in this case the drums and I'll stop harping on this live drum part, uh, you know, idea. But it, it's it's now making his instrument feel like it's got more richness to it, you know? Totally. It's allowing more air around Mike's bass. Yeah, I think we'll get into more Alex stuff on, the, on this album going <laughs> oh, man. as we go. Oh, One of Alex's, this is, this is a good day for Alex. This album is, is a good Alex record. Like, yeah. not since the 70s have I been this stoked about Alex's drumming yeah. on a Van Halen record. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's an accident. And that snare is humongous. Everything about that kid sounds humongous. From from the little racquetball court, they had the microphones under the throne, whatever he had to do. Yeah, it's interesting how many different sounds they get each time they make an album out of the same space right yeah you think about that every record since 84 yeah been done there they all sound different like even in the latter day records yeah always yeah, that's a they didn't point, keep the man. formula yeah they always made it up from scratch every time like, i guess yeah i get that too though like you're, when you want to just try new shit every time you know? i bet you already did one thing, like try a different thing. Right. Which they do. They they don't repeat themselves. Well, really. Rest on the laurels. Did another music video that I don't know. You know, I really I spent a good part of the afternoon today uh, fucking off and watching YouTube videos. Um, uh, 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 no. Oh, hold on, solo. 
cowbell? <laughs> That's it, drink. Was that cowbell? That was him slipping the uh, drill back into the uh, solo there too, mid mid solo, which is yeah. That's just the old, no reason. It, it makes it sound easy, you know. It makes it sound easy, doesn't make it sound cheesy. Yeah. But uh, what was I saying? Oh, with the videos, with the passing of Eddie Van, you know what is very popular on YouTube are reaction videos. I was watching one recently <laughs> and everybody's doing reaction videos well when when eddie passed like all these really young youtube kids like in their late teens and to early 20s and just uh being introduced to van halen live on youtube and watching the faces <laughs> yeah like one of them that really gets focused on is his guitar solo from the live without a net video That's one i was watching and these kids are just tripping out like they can't it's like they found lost knowledge like for, like they just found out that the pyramids were not built by slaves <laughs> the looks on their faces which one did you see I, I, shit, I seriously watched about a dozen of them oh no shit and there's a re- there's a real streak of like 17 year old to 23 year old young african-american women falling in love with david lee roth oh really oh my god they love <laughs> they love him that's hilarious and like he'll do uh you know the the whole band really they they are big fans this next generation you know they're they can listen to all this music with no context of of anything of the times they don't have to worry about if sammy was cool or dave was cool or what the, that's a good point rock man. and roll politics of the time they're getting it on their terms and uh this just in the kids love the, the young girls still love dave that's hilarious. like he's he's eternal <laughs> um yeah that's hilarious man yeah i was watching one too where these two kids were listening to the solo you talked about the life without a net yeah. and uh was it the two eastern european kids no no <laughs> because that i actually saved that video from the point of when it just turned off for him it's the the channel if you want to check them out it's called uh Br- oh wait a minute i'll find it it's like bro attack or something <laughs> hold on um bro oh, it's, hold on let me pull it up bro action the channel is called bro action and they just they just got through that solo from live without a net at this point i don't even know how i'm speaking right now guys after srv and Richie Blackmore and many other guitar players. I didn't know what could, what else could Yeah, if this kind me. of thing was ex- 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 existed. But this guy right here just entirely blew me away, dude. He's the god of guitar. Enough said, dude. Dude, he just killed my brain right now. <laughs> <laughs> he has done great injury to my medulla and other sections of my cortex. <laughs> the kid's like, I am in outer space right now, bro. <laughs> that's awesome it's like they never they just you know they can't help it they're they were just no, they were 10 years away from being born when this record came out i mean this is ancient history for them hilarious yeah uh but going back to the drill that we just heard yes we've got uh we've got both sides of the story of how the drill thing happened oh nice yeah we're going to be hearing a little more from Andy Johns, but first we'll hear how, what Ed had to say about it. 
Actually, I, I, I use an electric brawn toothbrush to make that noise, you know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I like the drill story. That was good. Well, that was actually just a freak little accident. Uh, my my, uh, my maintenance guy in the studio was replacing a piece of gear behind me, and uh, an electric drill was sitting in front of me, and a pickup on a guitar is basically like a microphone. Right. So any, any note, you can actually yell into a guitar pickup, and it'll come through. And uh, so I picked up the drill, and my guitar happened to be on, and went, row, row, row. I'm going, hey, that's kind of fun. It wasn't planned, you know. So it made the album. And yeah. Then, and then Billy Sheehan did it. Yeah, well, I think what they did, though, I'm not sure I never saw them play, but I think they put picks in the drill and used them, you know, to pick real fast. Fucking Billy Sheehan. Once again. Yeah. Trying to one-up him. <laughs> Come on, Billy. <laughs> Come on, Billy, don't be a one-upper. And it's so uh, matter-of-fact, the way he talks about it, uh, Andy has a little more uh, impressed tone about the whole thing when he tells the story. He astounded me one day. We were doing, what the hell was the song that started out with the drill? I mean, everything had the logo on it. Right, right. And there was a power drill just sitting on the end of the mixer. And I hit play and record or whatever. And he picks this drill up and goes zzz, 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 right over the pickups. And I went, gee, that's quite inventive. I mean, he's a spontaneous cat, you know. And then here <laughs> comes the solo, and he manages to manipulate the solo, then pick up the drill and get, put one more zzz in, put it back down, and then keep playing. And it sounds absolutely seamless. He wouldn't. How did he do that? Is what I thought. You know, what? Zzz. a little zzz. Put a, he put a little zizz on it. You gotta put a little, <laughs> a little zizz. zizz. But it's crazy when you see the band play that song in, live, yeah, and yeah. he has he'll go to the to the drum riser, the drills on the stage, and he'll just pick it up for those couple notes and put it right down and just keep like right. seamlessly keep going. Yeah, it's hilarious. That's uh, that's where you're gonna see guys like Tom Morello busting out Allen wrenches and, and stuff. <laughs> you know, it all goes back to Andy. Well, what, who was the band? Was it they had they used a chainsaw? What song oh, was that? Oh, Jackal. Jack. <laughs> yeah, Lumberjack baby. <laughs> <laughs> gonna cut you down to size yeah. lumberjackle yeah and reeves reeves them. gabriel's from tin machine with bowie uh was using uh, like vibrators and dildos and shit hilarious yeah that, that's, that's yeah. more a little more arty i guess it is but hey, you know you never look cool holding one you look cool oh, holding speak, a drill, for you speak for yourself speak for yourself style man get style points <laughs> Um, on that note, let's play another song before it gets deeper. But for an opening track, I mean, we're gangbusters here. That's your re- that was their You're first right, you single, you know, everything. This was your yeah. introduction to this record. Yeah. Just, just hit, checked off all the all the points on that one. Yeah. But this song, though, Judgment Day. That's the uh, the whammy bar being completely just reefed on for that fill. As only Ed can do.
then when they eventually get to it, they like to do the, the fake out and go back to another verse. <laughs> it's a patented move that they do. All right. Fuck yeah, just dude. Set, this, he's just laying yeah. on a silky sheet of Michael and Alex and Eddie. <laughs> silky. Yeah, I guess that would be the pre-chorus. That, that wasn't even a chorus. That was the pre-chorus. We're in yeah. the chorus. Just a little extra fit for you. Make sure you get your money's worth. Just extra little bit of juice. <laughs> little juice. It's a little juice right there. <laughs> there's a little bit of a, there's a little bit of breaking the law, a little uh, priest in there. Oh, hell yeah. That, oh, wow. With that hammer and grip. Totally. Now he's got the guitar back there. I get the guitar singing back on vocals too. Yeah. Oh, can't you leave the 12 strings too? There they are, right there. <laughs> Same year the Black album came out too. Like, oh, he goes straight for the Chuck Berry right at the beginning totally. of that solo. It's amazing. Exactly. Dropped a missile on them while they were recording this. Dude, what was it? Fucking. I know we focus a lot on Eddie, but it's just always amazing how his his riffs to the next part are just filled with so much nuance, so many other other uh, sonic triggers that are coming through. It's just very little space is left untread when this guy is just hammering. But it doesn't. It, I mean, it sounds. It, I, I want to say it doesn't sound busy. You're not giving um, him it the Salieri, but it doesn't sound cluttered. You're not giving yeah. him the Salieri too many notes. <laughs> yeah, 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 too many, too many notes. <laughs> Got just enough. Plus that little breakdown reminded me of uh, you've seen Junior's grades. <laughs> Epic. Good scream. Good scream. See, Sammy's got to pull his dick out too, and and stand up next to Robert Plant in this situation when he goes in the booth, and and he's got no wonder he, he balked or, or had reservations. Big shoes. Yeah, dude, and that was that was like a pinch harmonic scream too. Like he's hitting like two two notes on that. He's doing Dave does that. That's a, a Dave bit thing, too. right? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I don't think we've heard him do that on a Van Halen record before. He had screams. He got screams. We know he has got screams, but he he's got screams for days. And I think know. I think Sammy does a hell of a job on this album. I think his writing's pretty good on this album. And better, better than average. Uh, I think for it him. feels inspired. Yeah, it feels kind of inspired, you know. And um, and obviously the band just sounds great. Iron Man, that's two for two, right? You know, right there. Yeah, a couple barn burners too. Like taking the. 
they're not gonna they're not gonna drop a ballad for another till the second half, man. They're 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 just gonna keep it full tilt boogie. See, that's a that's a good move right there. When you're when you're a hard rocking band and you just got you got that fucking rock for days, you you just you're like, We'll get to it, but we're just we're not going regular structure. Let's just keep fucking throwing it down their face. Is that a term, throwing it down yeah, their face? You I don't can know. Do that. Dude, this album opened at number one. It opened yeah. at number one. Yeah. It's crazy. Back when Sony Records counted, too. Still get... Right. Just load, but loads Dude, of cash. Okay. 1991. Jane's Addiction's about to break, break up. up in 92. Yeah. You know? Um, there's, there's a lot of shit popping off. And there's still a ton of people who are into what Van Halen's bringing to the table uh, with uh, with for unlawful carnal knowledge. Yep. Well, there was another thing going on around this time too, which gets to the name of the album, not why it was named, but the um, I guess leading up to it around this time, there was that the whole censorship thing was going on, right? Yeah, the PMRC was uh, right. a, a, hey. still fresh, and I think Sammy Fucking was. Those guys in the band, him and maybe Alex, I can't remember who, but that was kind of their statement a little bit towards that, I think. Well, and the funny part is, didn't uh, it's actually Boom Boom Mancini that broke the news to him for the because uh, they were going to just call the album "Fuck Censorship" or something. That's right. And then they're like, "You can't do right. that," and he's like, "Well, maybe just call it Fuck." And he's working out with. Uh, <laughs> hold on, I'll pull this clip up. You know that album, we came up with the title for unlawful carnal knowledge because I wanted to call the album Fuck Censorship. I wanted to say it, Fuck Censorship because at that time that was when Two Live Crew was having all that trouble and uh, uh, the government, those, <laughs> the wives of some trouble. senators and so forth were starting this big campaign against rock bands and censorship and I'm thinking we are moved, that is a backwards move. We have moved so far from that, you know, freedom of speech and all this, you know, censorship crap, you know, and I was really angry about it so i want to call the album fuck censorship and of course <laughs> nobody else is going for that the, the record company the management uh the marketing people going how are you going to get that in kmart <laughs> i said put it in a brown bag so that was our first idea that, okay we'll put it in a brown paper wrapper and just put van halen on the front of it so then i'm sitting there with ray boom boom mancini the fighter right and i'm asking him ray teach me you know how to throw a left hook i was training you know, a little bit with speed bag and with a, a heavy bag and jumping rope. I was doing my old boxer training, running on the beach. And, and he told me how to throw a left hook. And he said, how's the record coming, man? You know, he's a big fan. And boom, hitting the bag. Boom. And I'm saying, you know, I don't know. What are you going to call it? And I said, fuck. And he said, law for and law for knowledge. I said, what? And he goes, you don't know where that came from? And I said, no, I had no idea. And he said, it was those stockade things where they put the people's wrists through them and put their head through them and clamp it down. You're sitting in a town square like this. And he said they would put F period, U period, C period, K period for unlawful carnal knowledge. You know, you got caught messing with another guy's old lady and and, he, and the guy was powerful. He'd put you in one of them stockades in the town square and people would, would walk by and they'd go, ah, Always getting with other people's old ladies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I heard it was also a uh... It was a Navy thing, like sailors on leave would get written up because you weren't allowed to, you weren't allowed to have sex or something like that. 
or at least with women at that time. I think sailors only could do it with each other on those long <laughs> or trips. The, or the peg boy. Um, and so uh, it's, you get, yeah, exactly, <laughs> with the peg boy. You can only do it with the peg boy. Um, wait, that's horrible. That is a horrible job to have as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> You're learning a trade, though, son. Um, but uh, I, I, And they got written up for it. So, you know, uh, you got caught there for you're in trouble for unlawful carnal knowledge. Yeah, and I think, uh, no offense to Ray Boom Boom Mancini or any of us, but uh, I think all those stories are probably horseshit anyway, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but it gets you a good album title anyway. You know, they're known for, or at least in the Sammy area, that, that's funny that when Sammy joins, they start doing the cheeky uh, album titles, I guess. Women yeah. and Children first, a little cheeky. Yeah, it's a little cheeky. They, they, the only wait one two really cracked it open. Fifty, <laughs> you know, the police code. Okay, that's kind of like that's that's kind of like fair warning ish. You know, in the lane of fair warning and and whatnot. Um, but then you get you get oh you wait one two and you're like okay, all right. These guys have been hanging out with like Paul Simon. With and also stuff like, like maybe a veiled reference to uh, Edom and Smile. David Lee Roth, totally. Yeah. Block yeah. Dickens. <laughs> but this two years speaking of all the things that were that were happening before this record comes out right okay there was, there was all this talk for a while that rock was dead that the charts were dominated by all these dance divas and rap acts and uh, i guess that really occurred most heavily while you were probably putting the finishing touches on the new album <laughs> yeah. were you were you hearing all that talk and were you anticipating blowing all that other stuff off the charts from the was, man. i mean i was looking so forward to it uh, it's like i'm just we were there were times we'd sit back you know hearing what we were doing knowing that in our hearts that it was great and that's not an ego rap that's like honest we were real proud of this shit and we were just going yeah you know sit there and watch mtv and all that stuff and you're going boy can't wait to blast them fuckers out with this shit <laughs> i mean it really was it was almost like we were out loading our our guns up getting blast these fuckers out with that shit didn't we blow those queefs off a of stage shea bang <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, Chris! That's got to—that's got to be in the drops. The god, the shimmy, the god. The drops, the god. Uh, yeah, no, they were feeling themselves at this point. They knew—they knew what they were doing. They've been doing it yeah. long enough. They know when they're sitting on a pile of money. Anybody want to add anything before we play another song? Do it. All right. Um, God, you know what? I'm kind of glad that, that that we lost that last episode because I remember telling the story of calling into a, a 1-900 number <laughs> and getting hung up on. And we'll just leave it at that. For I, <laughs> I think I went too that. far into the story last time, and all you need to know is that I was the I was the guy that got hung up on before that first minute kicked in and got paid the extra dough. <laughs> I was I forgot about that. That was real talk with yeah. fair warning, real talk. <laughs> yeah. But for the kids listening out there, this spanked is you know, this is a song about uh, phone sex lines. When you had a landline and you just <laughs> you had to pay money to talk dirty to uh what was probably Dude. like a woman your mother's age. <laughs> You're about to start telling the story again, bro. Nope. <laughs> Play this song. 
in his little rusty cage. <laughs> wow. Doesn't Ed play like a bass, some kind of bass guitar thing? Bar- the six, the baritone guitar that he had, they were like a music double, man made them. They were part double of double neck thing. Yeah. He had a, yeah. You'd have one that was baritone and one that was regular. Or just even a bass, even, I think, he was playing. And was it just for this song, you think, he used it? Oh, yeah. Didn't, that's right. This is like Big Bottom. This is where everyone's playing a bass. <laughs> Somber ooze that, that Mikey's so good at. Right. <laughs> Pretty great riff. Like on this chorus part, it sounds like maybe a 12 string? I don't know. Maybe. Got my ear out. He's getting doing a lot of it. Sammy's really doing his James Brown bit on this one too. It's his go to, man. <laughs> this was not a single. I remember this one being one of my more favorite album cuts on this one. It's always had that. So once again, maybe a little different for Van Halen, not just because everyone's playing a bass, but. Was there a video for this one? I don't think so. I mean, it seems like a slam dunk. It would be just another uh, politically incorrect <laughs> Van Halen video. Just Sammy at home on the couch watching TV, <laughs> hand in his pants. Yeah. Doubling up the bass part. I gotta once again be in praise of Eddie's rhythm playing and just being the most simple thing ever to back up one of you know these crazy solos and he can just sit back there and go down, down. Dun. He's always on it, man. Yeah. Brother has yeah. brother has rhythm for days. <laughs> Why? <laughs> he put some stack on it, man. <laughs> Side note: JD just picked up not one but two baritone guitars. One of them being a seven string. 
the, the brown sound. Really? The brown sound soon coming your way. Oh my gosh. That or he's starting a corn tribute band. I can't figure it out. One, one way or the other. Yeah, right. <laughs> That could be dangerous, dude. It'd be like when, when they said in, in Zeppelin, like, John Bonham wanted a double bass, but <laughs> they were like, the, the yeah, we're not, gonna, we're not gonna allow that. It's when he set up the third. They were fine with two. We are like, John, you lost your mind with three. Fuck out of here. We can't, we can't get the fuck out of here, John. It's too much. It's too much, too much. You took too much. Mm. So for this, before they got, I don't know if it was before the tour or maybe after but didn't wasn't this around the time where they did that uh, Dallas free show where they they kind of yeah. did like a, a makeup show it was a makeup show like a fr uh and um it was free and like it was mayhem <laughs> they set up in like town square or like, something it I think was, it was just like down in deep Ellum, maybe maybe yeah they were in a it was a city block it was yeah. they were just downtown and it's a it's beautiful. It's like the only concert foot or only footage I've seen with like Eddie with a full beard. Yeah, as much of a wispy Dutch Indonesian beard he could muster, it was there. Yeah, it's it's a cool it's a uh, cool uh, clip to look up. That's it's the one cool they show. played. Superstition, right? Is that the? Oh, nice. That's not think, the show. No, or I don't. It'd be stricken from the record. You know which one's on on there is they do that at the Who song I think. We'll get either the Who song or they they definitely do. Um, <laughs> A political blues on there, right? I think you're right with the Who song too. They were into doing the Who thing, which of course, duh. Like who else jumps off of amps and does scissor kicks with, with his guitar <laughs> and you know, total Pete Townsend influence, yeah, big time. Um, I remember there used to be a, a Eddie Van, <coughs> Van Halen poster back in the day. It was like horizontal, uh, <laughs> like uh, yeah. frame ra frame ratio, and it was him doing the splits. Like they just yeah. capture that perfect from the shot. side profile. Yeah, yeah. it's it, fucking dope. It was like better than the Michael Jordan uh, outline. Oh, totally, <laughs> dude. Get some sneakers. Where's oh, that get... silhouette? <laughs> fucking on the VH shoe, right? Yeah, they make Vans makes Vans <laughs> makes the, hey. the striped ones. They just put that on there. Come on, man. What's up, VH? You guys don't like store. money. Store. You guys are sleeping. A <laughs> crack team came up with that little lickety split. No oh, shit. Yeah, we, we we should come up. We should have that. We should uh, just our silhouette podcast, that dude. shit out. Oh. Put it on a shirt and say "Split, Split oh. in Peace." Split in peace, dude. Okay, well, great first draft. We'll run this through a few edits. Do uh, we have to get a merch store going and just make our own? I think so. Those fuckers are sleeping. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we're, we've been staring down the barrel at a merch store for a little while. <laughs> all, all these right. great ideas flied around that that right. studio. I mean, if we are, we're nothing if not great uh, Van Halen merch bootleggers. <laughs> Van Halen. Yes. <sighs> 2021. We don't have anything else to say about Spanked, except that it was a fine. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I mean, I, I like it. I like the groove and stuff like that. I don't like hearing spank line. Spank line seems <laughs> it doesn't outdated. age well. No. Yeah, it doesn't age well. You, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't age well. You know, uh, jerk chat would be maybe a little <laughs> bit something better, or uh, or pull tube. So then I will play run around. This was a single. I don't know if they ran them in order here or what, but uh, this was another fun video with the turntable stage, and them running around doing. It's pretty funny. Yeah. It kind of harken back to the old like 1984 videos, 
you know, like Jump or Panama, where they're kind of goofing around. And That's the one thing those the videos missed was the David Lee Roth vibe. The goof, like the he goof really, factor. Yeah. yeah. Nobody mugged like David Lee Roth, the worst lip syncer ever to exist <laughs> in history. Right. But those videos are so <laughs> didn't Dave. matter. They're so Dave. You know, he just took control of the where what they wanted, what he wanted. Absolutely. To do with it, like Hopper Teacher is so classic. I don't care what you say about it not being fucking. <laughs> and the kids, they love it though. I really thought they were gonna really be turned off by that. Watching these YouTube videos, I, you know, uh, goes the scene where uh, Alex comes out of that girl's crotch with his doctor outfit on, like, <laughs> and they're just like, they're just like, oh, these guys. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Yeah. I give it up for Gen Z. They're a lot more laid back than I give them credit for. That's awesome. And they love David Lee Roth. Riding that bell again, Rip. She don't like it when it's cut and dried. And don't like to make a future plans. And don't want me trying to flip her down. She about to give an now. We're not going to go to the chorus once again. But this is. Uh... Oh, I think Sammy's doing a little bit of a Dave in there, too. Yeah, this sounds like it could be an old Van Halen song, you know? But it's got another one of those choruses. Goddamn, this is like the fair warning of the Sandy era, but fair warning didn't have hooks like this, so. Once again, with like the the pre-chorus actually anyway, too, like the part that the, the really good part isn't even it's not even the chorus yet. Fucking guys, yeah. never noticed that. There's Wait, a do tambourine. We, we do shots when you hear a tambourine? <laughs> Might as well. Well, those of us who aren't in Madripoor uh, get to uh, pass the ditch heap on the left hand side every time you hear a ride. <laughs> I read something recently where there was an I forget which album it was an album or a song from the Hagar era where they were like fuck I'll try to dig it up like they they pointed to a song or album that gave him the kind of vibe for his the uh, what was the one with the stereo on it the the pop uh, fuck <laughs> hysteria was it called hysteria, hysteria? Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah that one was it hysteria yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, Mutt Lang was busy trying to be Andy Johns or Glenn Johns, you know, and both of them, trying to be both the Johns brothers. Yeah. And he did all the ACDC (laughs) records that obviously Van Halen listened to. 
If you listen to Alex, you know you listen to ACDC. Yeah, for sure. They used to cover old ACDC songs back in oh, the dude, club days. Both of those guys. Gonna do. Fucking open for them. Right in the seventies, they opened for oh, yeah. DC like Bon Scott days, dude. Wow, that's right. I mean, they opened up for some legends, and they and then they became one. Yeah, I know Sabbath uh, right. learned the hard way. They thought they were hiring a pub band to open up for them. And they were, but it was just happened to be the most badass pub band on the planet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's Van Halen, and then I'm going to go, I'm going to put, um, after our Bruce Springsteen conversation, I'm going to put Bruce Springsteen yes. and the East Band as one of the best pub bands up there, too. They're, they're the East Coast best East pub up. band. Van Halen got the West right. Coast covered. They got the backyards right, right. of the West Coast. Locked South up. Beach. There was Locked. no backyard was safe in L.A. or Orange <laughs> County. That's the opening line you, to the voiceover if there's ever a Van Halen movie. What you just said. <laughs> You're just going to hear the voiceover from Eddie. There's no backyard that was safe. Uh, we, we, after that show, we uh, handcuffed a cop to a tree and we left. his car over in the driveway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I just... That's... Yeah, fuck that Molly Crew movie. Kind of fuck that Queen movie. Um, f- we need this Van Halen movie so bad. But I think we talked about this before. Who oh. would you cast? I mean, Keanu Reeves is going to be Alex Van Halen. That's all yeah, I got to yeah. say. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> That's the yeah. best call of the century. Okay. All right, then I was going to say Adam Driver, but, you know. Maybe a young, but, maybe young uh, Al, if they go by a decade. Al? He's cousin of Weird Al. <laughs> yeah, Young maybe through the driver. Keanu definitely, because he's yeah, he's got the he's got just the correct... put a Fu Manchu on that fucker, and oh he's fuck Alex and a neck brace. <laughs> <laughs> Give him some shades, and you're done. Keanu, you look great. Yeah, but who do you cast as Eddie though? Eddie's a tough cast, man, because it's it's a thing going on there. You got a. Uh, do you cast a guitar player? I mean, do you do you have I, like? I think you cast. I think you cast Valerie Bertinelli. <laughs> I think something a lot alike. Like no joke, and maybe with like a little digital help, he's probably young enough to still do it. But uh, John Mayer has Eddie Van Halen. Get a little longer. Yeah. Picture it. Kind of, kind of you like can get those fingers to match. Roguish, That's good looks, call. you know. Always, yeah. always the, smiling. The thing is, has there ever been like a a movie, um, what are they called? Uh, biography Bi- of a band that there's always going to be? You have the image in your mind of what how it how they should be. Every fan is like, which ones come through? Because no matter who you cast, it's going to be like, oh, they should have cast so and so. Sure. And there's just those one in a sure. million shots of like Val Kilmer doing, you know. Uh, the doors where now it's like and i don't even like the doors but i love that movie no it's a great movie well oliver stone had a little bit to do with it but you know right i mean the the good the good biopics are few and far between yeah i don't know who you'd cast as ed but i would love to do some 2d animated cutscenes (laughs) for that fucking thing that would be badass (laughs) no doubt oh i see because you get to cast like two guys for you know so you get sammy and dave you got to cast, yeah. uh, you got to cast, uh, 
Macho Man for Alex <laughs> or for um for Michael Anthony. <laughs> I saw that. Macho Man. <laughs> I was thinking Chris Pratt, like let him put the weight back on again a little bit. And Chris Pratt could play uh, Michael Dude, Anthony. Chris Pratt. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I saw a clip online. I forget what. I think it was a Sammy era concert where he, uh, they dressed him up as him right before his bass solo. Oh, it was. Uh, yeah, it's hilarious. They dressed who up? Michael. As yeah, as Macho Man. Oh no way! It's hilarious. <laughs> Snap into a sling. I forget what album it was. It was like the last, uh, the last show of the tour, and they were in somewhere in Texas. So it was like it's a fun show to watch. Was the free show? No. One? Oh, okay. No, it might have it might have been balance or this wow. one. Yeah, poor Mike. He doesn't. You know, titties when you look, flying all over the audience. Yeah. It's serious. It's a fucking fun fun one to watch. When you look back at things like poor Mike though, like look at his sweater choice for like the jump video. It's it's terrible. Like, and 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 yeah. that's saying something because everybody in that video looks terrible. Like looking back, really, it's pretty bad. But he had the squarest like sweater on, like like he was an ensign on the Ensor Enterprise and like Next Generation or something. Not good. But you know, number one, drop the base, <laughs> engage, yeah. engage. Um, you know, that's not, that's, that wasn't his, that's not his job in Van Halen is to look good and stylish. He's got bigger things to do, like hold the whole fucking yeah. thing together and sing all those sweet backup harmonies. Right. He's, he's just the glue. He's just got, he's just holding down the glue like it ain't no thing. Yeah. Well, we've been, we've been talking a lot about Alex and his drums. We haven't for a while, so I feel like we should again. I feel like what's he stands out on one of these songs. I think the very which, next song, I think, is what you mean. Is it a pleasure dome? Nice. Pleasure dome, and you sent me the clips for that that I'm gonna play. Uh huh. Is this the one? Um, Give me a number. Yeah, there is one because you you rarely hear Alex talk talk about his um his drum approach and how 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 he like how he approaches working with his brother. Yeah, kinda... rarely. He's busy making quips most of the time. You don't hear him get no, serious exa about exactly. like technique much. Exactly. And he talks about that a little bit in this clip. Um I think it's track uh track six. Oh, six. Yeah. Here we go. A lot of it has to do with my jazz upbringing is to set up the parts. You set it up so that something happens. You know, you 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 play before and after and you catch little snippets of in between. When Ed starts to play faster, I have the option to either play faster with him, which I usually don't do, or to make it more sparse, to give it more breathing space. You know, everything's about contrast. It's a musical way of drumming, actually. Yeah, it's, it's more about contrast and spacing and, you know, that kind of thing. Does it always work? No. Sometimes, you know, I can't, I can't predict what Ed's going to play. <laughs> Honest. You know what? That's like, that's, that dude, I know we always, there's always really funny cool clips of him talking about uh dolly and that, i think on one of the podcasts we did but he's always talking about art yeah and that thing right. i just said about how he approaches it that's a total art like an artist Absolutely. illustrator painter approach the way he was just describing the contrast of leaving ed space working in and out of that but playing against it the, yeah that's a total artist that's yeah. why that's why he's uh, in charge of the album approach. covers yeah there's a reason that he's the he's the guy he's the, he's got the visual gift. 
He's the reverend, man. Yes. Yeah. And he will, he will quietly drop science on you if you're not looking. We'll get into that in future episodes for sure. Um, Another little Alex fucking uh, bonus is uh, he's the he's uh, the most earningest member of the band too. Alex is the is if you look up who is the got the most money out of Van Halen members. Alex. What have you been in quarantine for seven days looking up people's net worth? Yes. <laughs> yes. Alex's net worth. That's exactly what happened. Alex's net worth is like ninety three million or something. Yeah. Like, like Alex. Alex gonna be all right. Thing thing is, as long as you. I mean, not... it, yeah. You know, ex, ex, we're excluding uh, Sammy with his refrigerator money and his, sure. and his tequila money and sure. all that kind of stuff. Point being, as long as you're not Michael Anthony in Van Halen, you're making your <laughs> fair share. Like, really, the publishing says all songs by Eddie, Alex, Mike, Sammy, or Dave, you know, depending. And that's how they did it. Yeah. Until 1984 when terrible things happened to yeah. poor Michael. Fuckery happened. But it, it's a equal partnership. It's like, I just learned the other day, you know, the guys that, uh, that wrote Walking on Sunshine, Katrina and the Waves, they all shared songwriting credits on that song. So, you know, as far as... The publishing is concerned. They all make money off of that song. Yeah. And that song gets licensed I don't know how many times oh, a year. Oh, fuck, yeah. They're all doing great. They don't have to do embarrassing reunion tours. They're all still friends because that's what yeah. should be done. For what right. should be done. Got that four they never had another split. hit, and they don't need one because they were, did it correctly. They don't have the one guy living in uh, the Palisades and the rest of them got apartments in the Valley, you know? It yeah, doesn't make for yeah. camaraderie in a band. Mikey puts up with a lot. Save Brittany, save Mikey. Oh, right. Now that Brittany's free, save can we Mikey. move this whole move this whole army? We got a mask for Brittany and, and let's see to Michael. Hashtag yeah. save Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> save I, Mikey and his mullet. Yes. I have another clip about Pleasure Dome, though. Talking about Latin influence. Well, there it, it was a clip I found where he's talking about um I think the Someone calls in and asks Alex about the where he where does he think the the kind of musical approach and style is going to go in the future, and he gives. Okay. But then he starts to get in. But as he's answering it, he talks about his influences. He tries to sneak into songs, which is the next track we're going to listen to. But and yeah, it's something to keep an ear out for. Yeah, let's play this. First question is like I know you keep you've kept the pretty much the basic rock sound in all your albums. Where do you see your music going as far as different avenues you want to venue to in coming albums? I think if we could foresee the future, we'd bottle it and sell it. You know, I think part of the fun is kind of getting together and see where it takes us. Uh, which is kind of how we recorded this record. You know, you get together and you play, and and one idea sparks another, and before you know it, you've got a song. And I think between the four of us, we've got a. Um, diverse enough taste of different kinds of music to where it's never really boring you know we have a song like uh pleasure dome which kind of even has a latin feel to it and uh, i kind of slipped that in and the guys really didn't know they go wow it sounds kind of neat what is that so if i told them it was latin they say forget it this is not uh, you know, this is not menudo yeah, meanwhile, what, like, in, in less than a decade, Enrique, not Enrique, oh, him too, uh, who's the La Vida Loca guy from Menudo? Uh, Ricky. Ricky Martin. 
Ricky Martin. Martin's going to be like king of the world in like seven, eight years from that statement. Yeah. That's Latin, you, you know, you can't sleep on Latin, Latin, Latin beats. Latin, Latin. I know. Let me try that again. You can't sleep on Latin beats. <laughs> <laughs> that should be, that's your producer nickname. Who did this? Latin beats. Yeah. Yo, what's up? Latin beats. <laughs> uh, Awesome. So without any further ado, I'm going to play uh, Pleasure Dome, which is another highlight for me on this record. I, I, I love this song so much. the storm, man. It's like, like kind of intro Zeppelin would do. Fuck yeah. This is where they're like, fuck you, Andy Johns. We're bringing it. <laughs> Mic this shit up correctly, please. <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> I like Sammy's kind of like psychedelic lyrics to this one, too. It's very like Ram Dass or... Uh, yeah, man, totally. <laughs> What do you think the Latin rhythm is? I think the, the little backbeat he's doing right there, it's kind of like a... You can hear like a electric piano playing over the top of that, you know? <laughs> Some Ricky Ricardo shit. <laughs> totally. I want my control back, but I'm afraid I'll lose that feeling. There's some wicked drum fills in there, man. This is that's why this is the song that would lead into his drum solo, correct? In the in the what it in the concerts, yeah. I think this oh, song. We'll get to that. Yeah, it just dovetails into his guitar solo or drum solo because he's already just—he's going off the Richter, man. This is 
This is time to shine. This is his time. <laughs> Solo yet, man? No, it's the pre-solo. Fuck yeah, it is. Yeah. And I just caught. Oh, Mikey gets something. I just caught myself making the same face that all the 19-year-old African-American girls make when they hear Eddie Solo. Like somebody who just farted next to you and you don't know who it was. It's so gross. It's good. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> this was uh, obviously like the centerpiece of the live show on this tour. This would have been awesome to fucking see live, man. Did not catch this tour. I mean, it would have been awesome to see I, Allison Chains open up for Van Halen. That too. And oh. having it oh, be this tour. Shit. But this is, that's why What's they made it? the live album from this tour. Was this ever used as a, as a montage theme? It should be. To my knowledge, no. Get on that. But was was this the one where he was kind of riffing off H.G. Wells kind of shit? Or am I just repeating something from um, another it's, it's podcast? It's not beyond him to have done that. It's like some, yeah, it's definitely like some stranger in a strange land shit yeah. going on here. He, Sammy, likes to read a book. <laughs> Sammy likes to read a book every now and again and write a song. Which is great, though, when yeah. he's not talking about fucking... <laughs> Cars or pussy. Yeah, and, and tequila and yes. drinking on... In Kamawabo, yeah. This is the uh, yes, I like this Sammy. I like that lick too. He's going crazy on the right too, man. Alex is just a ride. He's he works that ride so well. I mean, there's Stuart Copeland with eye hats. (laughs) Alex Van Halen with the ride. Uh, and then, you know, like Steve Perkins, whatever, with some Tom shit like that, whatever, whoever comes after those two giants. Little known fact, uh, Alex Van Halen has a prehensile tail that is strictly used for playing <laughs> just the ride. There, you, we, it's little known to us. There are many people who that followed him backstage that figured that shit out real quick. <laughs> the ladies. The, yeah. do, you see what I'm saying? The prehensile tail in the front. Thank you very much. <laughs> he's yeah. swinging. Alex is swinging. Oh, right? he's a, we all, we all he's original big dick energy. Original. 
in all the best ways, he was all over the place on that album. Like, he just squeezed out so much fucking... Dude. A lot of nice shit going on there, man. I got Transatlantic spit take on that one. Y'all, just for anyone Dude. not on <laughs> this so WhatsApp close. <laughs> But I'm with it. I'm with it. I, I think you're absolutely right. Alex X. <laughs> I can reverend. Reverend with a big dick. <laughs> and that's... Uh, that were, there was speculation with this um, retirement talk for David Lee Roth that, you know, maybe Alex will show up for the final show or something. But people yeah. people in the know are saying, nah. Yeah, like, so, yeah. uh, he literally has not done any major appearance without his brother since 1978. That, exactly. So That's uh, so crazy, If man. you believe in, you know, trends, let, let's not get our hopes up on that. And that, that's fine, man. I get it. I'm in a band with two of my brothers, and if and if we were in a band that was 40, 50 years old that was kings of the world, I don't know how comfortable I'd be stepping outside of that bubble. And you know what? I get that yeah. 110%. Like, we talk about these brothers all the time, and there's a connection there, and that's got to be a fucking trip. What, Those two have been through some shit bit. together. But <laughs> what do you think the over-under is for him showing up for Dave's last, I'd be shocked. Hurrah. I'd be shocked. I, I, when I you say like show up, do you mean play or be in the room? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good, different. Good point. I think there's a ten percent chance he could show up and play. Yeah, uh, giving it about one in ten. That's my odds. It's yeah. in Vegas, I'm going so under. The, I'm sure there's I'm odds going actually under on under ten. Under, yeah. I'm sure, we could place an actual prop bet on this in Vegas. <laughs> Because if he's not, because because here's the thing, man. Functionality wise, he's not doing the whole run with them. And I, I'm glad you cleared this up because I wasn't sure when I was reading about this shit. I was like, is, is this inferring that Alex is gonna play this run with Dave? Hmm. It didn't feel right though. Um, didn't didn't yeah. seem like you know that was actually gonna be the that thing. was and never that's a gonna lot be of the case, too, right? man. Yeah. You gotta rev up to play shows, and for him as a drummer. You're gonna you're gonna play you're gonna want to play a bunch of shows instead of just the last show, you know, because you're gonna suck. Now I'm not saying he's gonna suck, but the idea is it takes a lot of practice to get all the beats, especially for a Vegas show, to get all the fucking snappy beats. And and, and when I say beats, I'm not talking about that songs. I'm talking about just transitions and this one's going into this one and this is when the lights come on and this is what the fog machine does here and that obstructs right. your view over there it's like nah it's too much it's too much it's probably all too much for alex to fucking have to deal with and in a very zen way i imagine he's like you know no <laughs> <laughs> he's already played on the drum set that rises 25 feet into the air you know he's done the vegas thing on tour what's okay, he gaining what's What's he, what's, you know? What's the over-under that Wolfie shows up for a song? Well, that's, I, I feel like that's a little better. Better odds. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, he's, he, tech, he tweeted something really nice to Dave today, or yet, I think today, when the news broke, and it was a picture of the two of them playing together in Van Halen, obviously. Uh, so I think I think things are all good between those two. And I, I feel like him and yeah, Alex Wolfie's are all good, too. Wolfie's not going to burn a bridge. Uh, Wolfie totally. seems like a good shit. He's man. Switzerland. He's he knows his roots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have to take sides. He doesn't have to, you know. Nope. He's, uh, He's a classy. Wolfie's good. Classy dude. 
Oh, so would I've been seeing him like uh, was Dave Navarro got a selfie with with Wolfie and shit like that. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Like, uh, there's put down the iPhone yeah, and pick up the guitars, up. man. <laughs> well, they, I guess Jane's Addiction's been playing a couple shows in in uh, Los Angeles, and Wolfie's been showing up to those, and Wolfie's been playing shows, and and Dave Navarro showed up to one of his shows or something like that. Oh, that's cool. Like Wolfie, you know, he's getting he's getting a lot of that that uh, you know. Um, that respect from from uh because of his lineage but then also because he's grinding right now totally wolfie's, wolfie's out totally. there grinding been yeah. grinding for a bit gonna keep grinding and and i think a lot of the old timers are respecting that exactly yeah and one of the first well he's out with guns and roses obviously right now but one of the first big tours to start up after the pandemic really totally yeah uh yeah. And he's picking up little dates in between. As I see, you know, they're they're hungry. He's going for it. He's if if playing in yeah, Van Halen for five years isn't paying your dues in the first fucking place, he's for sure doing it now. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna start forgetting like uh, that he did that for five years. You know, yeah. like soon enough he's gonna you're gonna you're gonna forget that he he's, that was how he was cutting his teeth. Was fucking playing live with with fucking Probably Van Halen. longer than five. He was years in Van Halen. Halen. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. good on the kid. Um, uh, yeah, totally. And uh, his... I, I'll go team Wolfie. I, oh, you know, we don't have to free Wolfie. I think we had a hand in freeing Britney. Quite honestly, um, we did work and on the then, other uh, we got very hard. We got Michael Anthony to work on. What's it? Well, I mean, what's the chance that Michael Anthony's there? Like. 70% of the shows just in the house. Yeah, and paid to get into because he just wanted to, you know? He's, he's <laughs> just just, want, just wants a, to support. Just yeah, wants to support wants to show music. actual support. <laughs> Sammy shows up just to <laughs> heck, heckle him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the talk about. I mean, I got some nutty uncles, but fuck. Because <laughs> that kid. <laughs> well, you got you to think, like, since Vegas is so close to LA, there's got to be some people popping in. Right, like there's gonna be yeah. some cats. Like, hey, let's just play for play a couple. Well, that jam for a little bit, gentlemen. Oh, you're totally dog. What's that? Or you're totally right, and that's why we need to pop in. We're close <laughs> enough that we can pop into Vegas. We we I don't know what is it the third show is it the last show is it the second to last is it the weekend I don't know where the sweet spot. It's like trying to figure out. Uh, what comedy show to see? Do you see the seven thirty or you see the twelve thirty? <laughs> no, hundred percent. By the way, the late it's the late show, but always we we there's that factor. People are gonna people are gonna stop into those shows and just just as a goof, they're gonna be like, let's go to Vegas tonight and see David Lee Roth play. And what that about this? Happening. And we didn't even tangentially tangent gentensit gent. We didn't talk be, about be this other. There's a tangential in the room. We didn't talk about this other shit. What are the chances that fucking Dave Lee Roth, Steve Vaishi, and a reunion? Right. Like, come on. Oh. I mean, this is oh. this is come Dave's on. retirement. If this anything is not happens, that, this that, is Dave's retirement. Yes. This encompasses all of it. Right. And I think right. not just those guys. She and Vi. Everybody's going to be lining up. He's announced it's. Corey Taylor's gonna fucking show up because he'll show up to the fucking opening of a. Dude, people will come uh, out. Sam Goody, um, everyone is gonna come out and try to be a part of this. <laughs> totally. Because 
Dave, the deadline has been set. And Dave knows yeah, it. Shots fired. Look out, Corey. <laughs> yeah. Take off the mask, so, bro. Dave, yeah. Yeah. And uh, honestly, it's it's kind of like a perfect opus. It's like a perfect uh, swan song. I, I don't know what the fucking classical term is for it. And I'm sure Dave would. You hear me? Um, because... He's doing his last run in Vegas. He's been born to play in Vegas. He's been, yes. this has been ha- like, this has been aligned since, you know, the fucking beginning of time, man. It is known. Dave going seen. out in Vegas. It is known. We gotta see it. We gotta see <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. All right, Regis. Just get fucked up. <laughs> you gotta go. <laughs> I'm, I'm out of control. <laughs> and when, when we're there, we can stop and get a burger. At a, a local a local chain that's pretty famous down there. Total Zeppelin fucking yes. riff style going on. behind this song was a family member like a nephew had passed away young uh, and uh, he was so he had offered to help out with the uh, you know funeral and what have you Sam yeah and had noted that you know how expensive it is to fucking die and get buried that it's about the same cost as getting born yeah, either way heavy rare heavy. use of the wapel Talking guitar stuff there. A little bit. Fucking <laughs> smacking the shit out of that ride belt. <laughs> That's the prehensile tail. It was right there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
is what? I love that fucking super high tense uh, bell ringing uh, yeah. ride work. It's like bing, 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 bing. It's, it's it's like triple time train bells, you know, like just yeah. just that in your face, a uh, almost annoying kind of like undeniable. You can't do it with every song, but if no. you do it once for a part on an album, man, it fucking rings true. It's like a more aggressive tambourine part. <laughs> just look at <laughs> kick in. You're happy to see him, but you're like, ooh, hello. Yeah, yeah. It makes you look both ways before you cross the street or some train right. tracks or something you're like gonna, that. That's what gonna, it, it's, it's like an alarm. You're like going to pull a, a school bus move at the train tracks and just stop and look. Dude, by the way, I'm looking at some tickets, gentlemen, and we got January 1st. <laughs> they're, they're, January 1st, they're anywhere from like 230 to 404. And then, uh, and then the last day, which is like January 8th or whatever, it's like, like the Saturday, yeah. they're like, Twelve to four, nine hundred to fourteen hundred dollars. Of course, that's yeah. that's when We're Steve I is showing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't know, man. Maybe maybe we're thinking January first, the day after New Year's. Do we do do we do do we do New Year's? And it, is that is that when New Year's is? Do, yeah. do, you know, you that's it. That's the first day, right? Yep. Yeah, maybe we fun. do New Year's at fucking David Lee Roth in Vegas. That'll be the night Start Dave Navarro. That'll be the night Dave Navarro shows up, and I'm cool with that. <laughs> There's an awesome, great list of tracks on this one, and um, I think it was almost going to be a double album. Wow. I mean, yeah, so they it's, had it's to a, cut one of the longer ones to begin with. And there was two tracks that didn't that almost made it, but didn't. And th this clip I found one. It's just a cool clip for it. They talk about a caller calls in. This guy Bruno, who's like the ultimate <laughs> fucking fan, because he he drops some like knowledge yeah, on yeah, Ed, yeah. like in a question in a question he drops like this random factoid that where it catches Ed off guard because he's like, where the fuck did you hear that? <laughs> where the fuck did you hear that, man? It's like uh, a Trekkie that knows the star date of you know like when some shit actually went down. But he's just an awesome fan. He just says it. He doesn't he doesn't give up his source. And he yeah. just, but then Ed starts to answer him. And so there's like two tracks that didn't make it, and okay. um, they get into that a little bit. So let's talk with Bruno. He's in Toronto listening to Q107. Hi. Hey, Eddie Alex. How you doing? Hey, Bruno. Hey, man. Yeah. First time, long time. Look out. You mean Jim Jim mode. Congratulations on Wolfgang, your music man guitar, your new amp, and you're truly the Lord of the Strings, man. And good luck in the great Lord of the Strings. My first question is Cabo Wabo open to the public. I like to go down there. Oh, yeah. Go down there. Party, man. It's open. It never costs anything to get in. And tell a friend. Make it out into your own power. Go to Cabo, man. And uh, second, the two cuts you didn't put on uh, from off chronology are the wish and you never know. Are you guys going to? How did you know that? Wait, wait, wait. Hey, how did you know? Divulge your source immediately. Yeah, that's only out. two of them. There were actually four tracks. But how did you know the titles of those two man, songs? I listen to online at Van Halen albums every day. I'm your biggest fan, Eddie. <laughs> but they didn't answer my question. Yeah, wait a minute. They didn't answer my question. How did you know those were the titles of the songs? All right. 
because I dig for every little piece of Van Halen information I can find. I've read, if I see a, a paragraph Van Halen interview in a magazine, I buy it, man. Do you work for the National Enquirer? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Would you like to? Well, thank you much. you got to tell this guy the name of the other two now. I mean, come on. Oh, wait. Uh, what was... We'll start humming it now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna let you sing later, Alex. Wait, wait, wait. No, another one was called Out of the Ether. <laughs> Out of the Ether. Ooh, yeah. I like it already. Uh, oh, something spiritual, I think. Like <laughs> I think Sammy could probably it was, shed some light on it. It wasn't a crack, dude. Let's hope not. Do you remember the fourth one, by any chance? Uh, no. No. It was called Bob something. Bob something, yeah. <laughs> by, uh, Bob and his hairbrush. Yeah, right. <laughs> Bob and his Mercedes. Uh, oh, and Stop it. Steady. <laughs> Here's Van Halen on Rockline. I think Bob's the guy interviewing. Yeah. Is it uh, uh, from Rockline? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And um, what's cool in that interview too, if you pick that up, like he said, when he asked him, he goes, "There were four tracks that didn't make it, but you, those were the two. Where did you get those two names of those mm -hmm. two? He never gets so there the source, which was great. <laughs> and that kid, okay, hold on, but so that means there would have been like there's eleven. And then there would have been four more tracks. So that would have been a pretty deep cut album, man. Like, where are those tracks? No pressure, Wolf. Come on, bust them out. But, um, they're in the vault But I love Bruno, man. The amount of information as like a, a super fan that he busts mm -hmm. out in like the first four seconds of that. Lord he's of like, the strings. Congratulations, Lord of the strings. Congratulations on this, on the Wolfie guitar. You're going to get your hands in the thing. Like, he just, and before I even get into the real question, like, Bruno. Fucking Bruno. Fucking Bruno. Wow. Yeah. Give it up for the super fans. Lord Give it up for Rockline. I used to love that show. God. That was a good one. He pulls like a switcheroo on these titles. You know, you, you see a title like in and out and things would be some salacious shit. But it's really about life and death and, and real heavy topics. But then you... Man on well, a we already had spank line. Yeah, we already had. You see, man <laughs> so... on a mission. And you're like, well, what's this all about? Spoilers. Fucking. Already, that's a salacious groove. That's like, fuck yeah. Tongue wagging, dick flopping. <laughs> could have made John Denver sing about sex on this. this is, it's a dirty group. Yeah. This is one of their dirtier groups. I've got a warm track mind. My blind is up. Now all I got to do is get up. Go out and get up. Got the first step down. is not in his going to his brain at this point but that production value on that it, album man it sounds fucking nice everyone's group is like 
feel pretty good about singing about uh, pussy too. Robert hit that note a few times. Robert could watch your honey drip and he can't keep away, you know? Kind of the a, of this a, shit. And funny enough, about hobbits and fucking Lord of the Rings, too. Yeah. But nobody called Jimmy Page Lord of the Strings. No. Funny enough. And, no. and I mean, it was right there. It was right there, but it took Superfan to call Eddie that. Eddie owns it. Yeah. Eddie owns it. Too bad. Too bad. Missed it. <laughs> Very, it's always reminded me of Aerosmith it, right here. Yeah. Kind of like that bluesy groove. Got a rip I just gotta say, you gotta listen to what he plays underneath his fucking solos. It's Dude, that rhythm is great. It's mind bending. <laughs> it's deceivingly simple. Yes. But it's... God damn. came out to play again there. <laughs> and vestigial. Mm-hmm. But just those little background vocals. Dude. I wish they would just put out a... a, a <laughs> you, know, you know I'm getting at. Just put out like a side... A B-side of just the background vocals. Yeah. I mean, they've done that. They've got the isolated, isolated vocals for like everything because of like Guitar Hero or some shit. That'd be amazing. Um, give us, give us the Mikey cut. <laughs> Hashtag save Michael Anthony. Hashtag Mikey cut. That's a, and that's a very Joe Perry thing to do right there. I'm feeling, they used to play Aerosmith back in the club days too, like a lot. Lost Child was a big part of their set. In those club days. Plus, Aerosmith is still, they, they're one of those bands, too, that fucking wrote out this decade. They made it in the 90s hard. Yeah, they See, did. they went the Diane Warren yeah. uh, route. Uh, get, wait a minute, or is that the politician? Who's, who's the gal that writes all the songs? It's Diane Warren. I, I did it right. Uh, Desmond Child. You're talking about Linda, like, Linda Perry? No, not, not a little before her time, but uh, they, they got hooked up with the big time songwriters and, and kept it going that way. But yeah, hey. and then started slutting out Alicia Silverstone and fucking oh and his daughter for, on videos, and we're just like, you guys see this too? I can only be yeah. forever grateful right. for introducing right. me to Alicia Silverstone. She, do you know she she subscribes to the baby bird feeding method for her children when she did have young children, where she would chew up the food and spit it back into their mouths? Yeah, dude, that was That's a, deep a true fake. story. I saw that video too. <laughs> I'm sorry, that last song got me in a in a fucking randy mood and now it's all sex jokes. <laughs> <laughs> 
but now Sammy wants to bring it back around and get a little metaphysical with you again. Um, I don't know if he's speaking like as a boomer here uh, in the in the early '90s. You know, the dream, the the big capital D dream of the '60s, the one that Hunter S. Thompson wrote about, seeing the high water marks on the hills of Las Vegas, where we shall see David Lee Roth on New Year's Eve. I I feel like that's where Sammy's going with this. Like, uh, you know, we didn't sell out. We bought in kind of bullshit, you know? Right. Real boomer shit. <laughs> but in yeah, a real yeah, sense, yeah. I mean, they, these guys are uh, Sammy Hagar's 40. <laughs> Fuck it. I like jet skis. Yeah. Sammy Hagar's 44 at the time of recording this album. He's squarely in his middle age. Um, so... Uh, midlife existential crisis I don't know but sounds good hey come on man wake up Playing slide right there? Was he? Nah, I don't know. You have to go back and check the tape again. That felt a little slidey. I don't me. think so. He's just got I, loose I think fingers. his fingers are just so calloused it comes off like that. They just put "Ain't Talking About Love" in a different key for this song. And no, I mean, I'm not trying to spoil anything for anybody, but you just nailed it, bro. At. You just you just said a mouthful. Once again, not going to the chorus right there. You're going to do two verses again. Hey, hey, hey. Yep. It's, yeah. They just moved it to e, the key of E. But Augie can attest to I still can't play it in that key either. I tried before the show. Funny enough, they don't, they don't play Ain't Talking About Love anymore on these tours. No, they just rewrote it. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the way Alex slips in fucking Latin beats, Eddie slips in guitar riffs, being like, oh, you don't want to play that song? How about we play this song? Let me tell you something, though. They didn't have background vocals like this on Ain't Talking About Love. They just had hey, 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 hey. <laughs> yeah, which was enough for that song at the sure. time. I hear a slide, man. You know a Schlitz malt liquor can's going to make <laughs> it in there at some point. That's a full can, too. Don't go lie to her. We're not defeated. 
got a lot of fancy talking about my love in it. They just put in the super pop chorus. They added exactly. the super pop chorus to it to just give it that extra yeah. zhuzh. Which is, which, which is where Sammy shines. He signs in the super that's, pop chorus, and yeah. you know, and we we, we don't we're not talking <laughs> about Mikey's evolution so much because Mikey's just been on point since day that's one. Been um, but yeah, he's he's still doing some heavy lifting with those backgrounds. Just, oh. just, and again, crushing it. And I think Sammy's super chorus, Mikey was able to support that. Mikey yeah. was able to fucking oh. put some voice behind it. Yeah. And, you know, that's Sammy's, his, that's a little bit of his, you know, that's, contribution. That's where Sammy. the chocolate meets the peanut butter right there. <laughs> and, Boom. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. You got your peanut butter and my chocolate. It's a beautiful thing. The, yeah, the super the super Sammy chorus. There's a couple, maybe yeah. you could maybe say there was a couple songs of this album that might fall into that category where they just you know know the Sammy remake by the by the super poppy chorus. You will know the Sammy remake by the super poppy chorus. Sammy, I think, sees his life in a montage. I think, <laughs> and he writes it as such. Yes, you know, I believe that. I totally believe that. Um, which brings us to this was a super big hit off this record, and actually, I believe I had the T-shirt, I had the T-shirt that said like right now, uh, I can't remember, it might have been "Youth is King," but it was one of the quotes off the like the, the video, right? <laughs> right now it was something, but like all white T-shirts that lasted about one month and then was just trash. So yeah, I don't have it anymore. Not that it black, would, bl- not that it would black fit. text. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was like uh, yeah. uh, Frankie Say Relax or whatever, just 10 years later. Yeah. <laughs> or Choose Life. Dude, by the, by the way, Relax is a killer fucking tune, too. Oh, my God. Dead or Alive. <laughs> you know what? Another thing, like, this video was pretty cool. Like, it's, it's super popular, too. Just That's the right. way they, they designed the the look of it. The Big concept. MTV hit, this one. This is them. This is the party boys getting getting a little serious on you. But did uh, yeah. did we talk about this before? It was um when they were doing the video because of the concept of the video. If you haven't seen it, but you should look it up because it's it's pretty cool. But the over, how how would you describe like the visuals that are happening? And text it, it's coming all across the screen in interesting ways, kind of a, a little non sequitur. Playing off the right now lyric, right yeah. now this is happening, right now that's happening, yeah, and right sometimes it's like super serious. Somebody's like cool. working way too hard for below minimum wage, or you know, yeah, or it might be a joke or a reference to the band, but sometimes it'll they'll drop some like <laughs> right now, fucking Mike. yeah. But Mike, it, he's they, thinking about his solo album. Right it, now, your uncle's right. getting AIDS. <laughs> right got now, his hand it was yeah. Busy. And when it was that, when the idea was pitched to Sammy, he was like, "Well, people are going to be paying attention to what they're reading and not listening to my lyrics." Like he was kind of being a big fucking baby about it. <laughs> and um, yeah. who had to call? Who who they had to get to call him to try to get him to do the video? Called in Mo Austin. They oh, called him the big guns, the big boss, the boss of all bosses. Because there's that one scene where they where it says right now do Sammy's it. doing something something something, and, and he looks a little peeved. Yeah, because he was he did, yeah. he wasn't into doing it, but. <laughs> So he, yeah, he call was pout- that's the that's the thing, man. He was pout he was pouting a little bit during the filming of this, but then 
the the other side uh, that I see of it when I watch it is he was pouting, but he also knew he was on camera, so he's also camera pouting. You know, he's like, <laughs> yes, you yes. know. <laughs> oh no, Sammy, which is him. Yeah. You know, which is you know, Sammy in a nutshell, right there. Sammy came he, up. He's, 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 he's self-aware. He came up squarely in the MTV age. He understands. He, and what is understood he gets it when the camera's rolling. That's right. And it, it's something that the band knows too, man. The band has been camera friendly and camera ready for they a all, very long time. Them, They've yes. embraced it. They fucking got momentum off of it. And then this right here, right now, one of their biggest hits in all of their career and one of their biggest over. videos in, in in video history, you know? Yeah. So, Your mom knows that song. Respect. Crystal Pepsi. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I got to say. Yeah. Crystal that's Pepsi. Crazy. And your mom knows. That's your mom's favorite Van Halen song, unless your mom's super hip, and then it's probably Dirty Movies. But uh, <laughs> th this next song that we're talking about, it, it's got its origins earlier than this. Yeah, totally. I think in the last podcast, was it OU812? Uh -huh. A lot of those riffs came from, he, had, he side, did a side project for the Wildlife soundtrack. But um, one of the ones we didn't talk about was a they because it was played in the movie. Like unless you watch the movie, you wouldn't hear it. Wasn't so, on the soundtrack. Exactly, yeah. and in the background of these kids, and I can't. Is it the kid from fucking Weird Science? It sounds like his voice. Yeah, yeah, the kid with the mole. Dude, opposite, I haven't seen this movie in opposite, thirty years. Um, <laughs> I only know the opposite other kid, Anthony Michael Hall. Exactly. Yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. It sounds yeah. like him. Talking home. about Wyatt. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's up, dudes? <laughs> Anyways, God rest is, uh, his soul. Uh, uh, Chet, oh, Chet R.I.P. R.I.P. Man. Uh, but yeah, if you were, if you had sharp ears, game over, man. <laughs> this is like if when you're watching singles and you notice when they're stapling up the posters on the on the telephone pole that they're playing like this way embryonic version of Spoon Man behind it. A little fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Next time you're watching singles. <laughs> Same kind of situation. If you had sharp ears in, in 1991, you'd be like, oh, I know this song. Hey, Jim! Jim! Hey, Tony, what's up? Yeah, How's it going? All right. Where have you been? Just hanging out. All right. Not bad. At least you don't look like a flaming geek anymore. Thanks. Hey, did you see Apocalypse Now on cable? 11 times. I love that line, 11 times. <laughs> yeah, but there it is. In all its glory, that's the, the early... Uh... Yeah, because Weird Science came out in 1985. Mm. Like, this is six... That's six years before, but that's right in Eddie's wheelhouse where he's just been chewing on these riffs and these kind of progressions forever. Oh yeah, man, he has such a backlog. He'll sit on one for a minute, right? Yeah. How crazy is that? Man? Release that, like that. That like the way I guess like because I know like you and I do art. We'll do art, Chris. Like draw shit. Like I know you probably have images floating around your head, and like he just has riffs instead of like images <laughs> right. and colors. Like he's just thinking riffs, 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 riffs. Yeah. Little melodies yeah. that he he literally brushing his teeth in the morning. Like, dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. It's in rolling around in there. That's why he's the Lord of the Strings. That's why. <laughs> Lord of the Strings. <laughs> hey, um. Lord of the Strings, bro. 
so I guess we should play right now. I was about to get way ahead of myself, and I remember we haven't even played the song yet. Uh, hope we haven't hyped it up too much. I don't, I don't want to oversell this song. Like you know, it's not for everybody, but. Uh, Hey, how's it going? <laughs> See Apocalypse Now on cable? Only 21 times. By the way, Lord of the Strings is a fucking guitar store from Europe. <laughs> hey, did you see Beastmaster? <laughs> on TNT? That's that new Mark Singer jam. On the Superstation, bro. Alex playing in a reactive totally mode. Right. Right. The name being the army is me too. Yes. What about that mix-up? What if she was the fucking vocalist for this band? She got Holy to, shit. Instead of Gary Sharon, they, they tapped a young a young Bjork fresh off of like her second album. Dude, that would be Oh, badass. shit. Like Vespertine era yeah. Bjork joins Van Halen. <laughs> I, have a, I have a song I'd like to sing with you boys about calling onto a pussy phone line. I'd like to know what fairies are doing right now. <laughs> I I don't know. I think it would work. It would totally work. Anything Bjork talks is full work. That's right. Except for relationships, I think. Yes. She, she made the sugar cubes good. Shit. Give her some credit. Right now. She's really craving some Pepsi I can see through at the moment. him just have a ham because he would play he played a Rhodes through his amp for uh, Cradle to Rock yep I think he yeah he got he got organs yep yeah I mean not like Alex that can play a ride cymbal but uh, he got organs doesn't this seem everything oh was that a bell doesn't this got smacked like tubular bells song seems even produced differently than than some of the other tracks on the album see mm-hmm. it, it this seems like it's produced to be a single like it's Absolutely. got a, 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 a singular feel almost pinch it pinch it oh, 
somewhere right now, Zach Wilde just had a piss shiver come over his whole body. <laughs> no, but you're right, Chris. I bet you this is one that Ted Templeman came in, you know, at the end of the week. Like, listen, okay, I like what you've done here. Quicker, faster. <laughs> but yeah. let's, let's, this is, we got Pepsi to sell. We got t-shirts to sell to a young Jared Britt that he's going to ruin in a month. Let's get behind this. Yeah. Right now, Ted Temple thinks yeah. that Andy Jones is being a big prick. <laughs> no disrespect, Andy Jones. Yes. R.I.P. I like that fucking Alex comes back at the end. My favorite part. Right now. Come on, Ed. All right. We're still going. That's one of those great infinity riffs, man. That piano. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a big loop that can go forever. Like cashmere. Yes. Yeah. I bet you right now, if you checked on YouTube, there's probably a 10 hour loop of that piano. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not kidding because I, I, was de- I was deep in the rabbit hole one night on, on Pink Floyd and somebody had made like a three and a half hour mix of or loop i should say of the guitar solo from high hopes by pink floyd which is already like a two minute guitar solo but they have looped it for three and a half hours seamlessly and goddamn if i didn't fall asleep to it that night that's rad oh wow so go, go find yourself go find yourself the infinite right now loop on youtube which i'm sure exists and, uh, <laughs> It's, it's a cool it, it's a shit. cool montage riff too. Yeah. Like that's why you play that. <laughs> yeah, you can have dialogue about Beastmaster over that. <laughs> yeah. Right now Mark Singer is sending ferrets <laughs> to their death. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was massive. I mean, even like uh my sister who was like two and a half years younger than me was like a moderate Van Halen fan. Like the like the singles and stuff, like the, the songs that were probably engineered towards the you know, if I'm not being super cynical, but Van Halen knew what they were doing. Anyway, my sister was yeah. A, yeah, like that's probably if I asked her what her favorite Van Halen song is probably that one. And probably your mom's too yeah. and everybody that isn't, you know, didn't care about them before nineteen ninety one. And I think the video did a lot of heavy lifting there because mm-hmm. it's a good tune, but it's not my favorite Van Halen tune. Right. And it's not something I even, like, I kind of forget that Van Halen as wrote that tune. It, it, again, it's like it got a bigger singular, than them. Uh, hit. Yeah. And, but with the video, I think when anytime I hear right now, which I don't hear on the radio much because I don't listen to the radio much anymore. And I think they stopped playing it for the most part, but I think of the video immediately. I think of all of the text catches, and Sammy had a problem with that going in. He did not have a problem with it coming out of that shit, and then carried it over to what? Little, little White Lies? 
is that is where he's yeah, doing the video yeah. he, he started he started throwing in some text to his videos totally. after this one he learned yep you learn patience you don't get to have the number two fire sprinkler company in the <laughs> united states without paying attention a little bit and learning you know what i mean exactly that dude knows he don't he knows where the grass is green <laughs> where the dogs are shedding according to chris Cornell. <sighs> but this is the year I mean, we were talking about wolfgang earlier this is the year uh wolfgang uh, joins everybody and uh he eddie named this little bit of his solo that he'd been doing for you know honestly a couple of years or a couple of tours prior but he would play this little bit for valley bertinelli when when uh quote the kid was kicking on uh, the old lady's uh bladder he would play this song and wolfgang would mellow out in the room you know what before before we play it that uh, you're right he would do that and what I heard him also say is he would put his like acoustic guitar on her belly wow. and play it. Let it resonate through the amniotic okay. fluid. And what's rad about that is it reminded me of, uh, I remember an interview, they were, talk, they were asking him about uh, the instruments he was picking up as a kid and playing. And he was like, yeah, we play guitar, acoustic guitar, but we, we didn't have an amp, acoustic or electric, I can't remember. But he said the same thing almost in the sense of like, since I didn't have an amp, I would just put it on my uh, coffee table and play it because that would resonate the sound yeah. and make it sound louder. Yeah. Like at that age, he's already thinking sonically, like, oh, what's going to make this thing louder? I don't have enough yeah. money for an amp, but I want to play loud. Mm -hmm. What do I have that my access immediately to do that? Right. Like he's already a mad scientist as a fucking kid. He's like, this glass table yeah. that all my uncles keep doing blow off of will make a great <laughs> right. resonator for this guitar. It seems like a thing. I mean, Eddie's always been able to, Eddie's been always able to play to a womb. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck you. Oh, just rim shut. Um, one last thing on that before we play this um there i also have that last clip i have is uh, just a cool one of ed talking about um yes. him finally as as wolfie's getting older and he's realizing this he has rhythm and he can play shit um this is him just kind of commenting on that and what what that's like i don't even know if he's my son because the other day i had to turn around and i go that's not my son he's blowing my mind what I, does could, it, I could not look at him and play. What does it feel like to watch him play your guitar? Like, I'm talking when he's on the drums. It's like jamming with my brother. So I had to turn around. I go, I, I, I can't look at him. I can't look at my son because then I can't play because I'm watching him and hearing. <laughs> I don't know how to explain. You're watching it, him, it, but you're it, hearing your brother's uh, level. I, I'm of, yes, of I'm hearing talent. up here. He's a damn peer, I'm telling you. I've got tracks with him. <laughs> Prophetic, too. Wow. Well, that's that's pretty incredible stuff to hear, Ed. I, I, I don't mean to go off on my son, but it's like, it's like they say kids pick their parents. Well, you know, I thank God he picked me. <laughs> I'm one I'm blessed, one blessed person. Oh, man, that's pretty sweet, man. It is. That's nice. I would... Uh... I would empty my wallet to hear my dad say something like that about me. <laughs> I cut tracks. Yeah, yeah. I, I cut tracks with him, man. <laughs> it ain't coming. There's no bagels coming. I ashed on his forehead <laughs> while we were cutting that. Like, how uh, old is Wolfie, do you think, when this album came out? 
Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, so it wasn't like the year he was born, but maybe he's one or two. I mean, he's a toddler, or I don't know. No, where he's that interview yeah, is from. he's he's like he's like four or five right around here because that, that clip I played was a video clip, and you can see him walking around in the okay. background while they're like signing an autographs and shit. And he's so like he's thirty ambulatory now. and stuff. But he's yeah, only, like, yeah, yeah. And, but ninety-one but is thirty he, years ago. Alex maybe thought like, hey, what the fuck. Bro, like I'm way better than your son at drums. <laughs> like, no, on, but he'll, you know, it's something in the the bloodstream, though, for real. It's got to yeah. be that DNA, that weird, that we, that connection that we've been talking about that these brothers have. Dude, my know? niece Ruby, not to harp on it, but she's seven. Jerome the metronome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like. Falling off a bike. She's got it. Got the, she got the beat. Wow. She got the beat in her. Yeah. I'm trying to make wow. sure Quincy learns how to play the bass so she can hitch her wagon to that star. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I, I got to say, my my niece and I have some similarities too, and it's kind of neat see? to think that um, you're not. You, it's not my child. It's some of you know, you know, one two degrees of blood in there and stuff oh, like yeah. that. But uh. You're like, geez, man. There's a, there's, we 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 actually are kind of common. Like, you share we're some friends. programming, <laughs> for certain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's weird, be... man. So I get it. I'm, I'm making light about about you know Wolfgang and and Alex, but yeah, I can I kind of see where that guy where Eddie's coming from, man. It's got to be a trip to be mm -hmm. like fucking. It's like when you turn around you... this circle, yeah, happen. and realize your kid laughs like your grandma. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's mm -hmm. a real thing. You're like, what? It's, right. It's strange. Probably because, well, and just picture the, yourself in the womb hearing this. No, totally. And I, and I always think, I, I think I remember you commented on his on his, his solo album because it's, it's very well produced. Like, yeah. he kicked ass on that. And you got to think, like, kid. he just grew up watching, like, all these producers coming in and out. <laughs> of, you yeah, know, and, right? Like, he saw all of that from shit. Andy from Andy Johns a, at the youngest. To from an outside perspective yeah. looking in, like, just observing all that shit going he's on. like lenny kravitz <laughs> like lenny kravitz grew yeah. up with like miles davis coming to the house and Dude, all yeah. this and like his so, mom yeah. was roxy roker you know totally. if you watch the jeffersons Fuck yeah. just one of these kids that got this blessed upbringing just around all these cool motherfuckers slash is another yeah. one yep they, of course they went to high school yeah and, and and you see you, there there's a difference between wanting to be an artist whether it's music or, or or visual or whatever it is and being brought up in a pedigree where you're already surrounded by people who take that very seriously and are doing it as careers because because yeah. if you don't have that pedigree it's a reach you it's something that where you're like maybe i could try to pull that off but nobody before me has done it like i don't have any uncles that did it or whatever yeah. they're surrounded by people who are like yeah this is for real and matter of fact, these are all the people that make it happen, too. Yeah, it's the family there's, there's, business. There's a difference there, man. Family business with the skills brought over from the old country. It's a fucking old story, man. It's But it's real. Yeah. This yeah. is the family business. And what's cool about it, too, is like he's seen firsthand how much real time you need to put into something like that to hone your craft. Like, his, his, look, look who his dad is. You inherit a work ethic, right. too. And he sees that, and you know he's busting right. his ass, like, doing his best to put that shit out. Yeah. 
and his dad's pulling him over at a young age, being like, "You want to listen to fucking some ACDC right now That's while right, you're on Seven Eleven? Like, let's fucking <laughs> like, let's get into this, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna show you behind the curtains." Oh my god, I, I gotta play that one for my kids. Actually, I can't wait. Maybe I'll film that for you. I definitely I didn't play the. Oops. If he's my son, Wrong because the other day. Um. Actually, that's what I did play to my children in the womb was uh, big balls. <laughs> that's why they turned out the way they did. Just because you slept with your big balls on your wife doesn't mean you played it for them. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry, dude. songs before he's played acoustically on Van Halen Records but this is a new tone too like yeah start from scratch again sorbet for eddie van halen <laughs> was that you jared joking about how many wedding uh oh fuck what was this forget it Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> how many wedding marches i uh, oh, had this play i'm sure right like that's the uh that's the way you do uh, yeah um, there's many uh, uh, van hagar heads out there that probably walked the aisle to this um <laughs> Speaking of my brothers, my brother Pete's wedding, we actually snuck a Corrosion of Conformity song into the uh, the service. They had they have one of those nice little acoustic tracks, like a intro that goes right into a serious southern metal song. But they, got a, <laughs> they got a nice. It was like uh, what's the Metallica song that's got the nice intro? Uh, like a Fred Lightning or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, we pulled off some shit like that, but uh, nice. Yeah. Doesn't say it in the program, but we fucking did it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's nice. I, I would, I, would I could see you could turn out to be a good person if that got injected into your uh, ears in utero. Yeah, sure. It's an intelligent return, you know. Great teaching them how to do the shuffle before they're born. That's a Van Halen <laughs> trademark right there. Do you think he would tune the guitar while it was on her stomach as well? <laughs> He'd tune it to the resonance don't, of... Don't, don't move, baby. Hang on, give me... He's smoking. I was just going to say, Ed, take the cigarette out of the cigarette Take it out of the stock. Yeah. Valerie's oh, like, can you put that out? You don't want to know he was stashing the ciggy while he was playing. 
<laughs> Four hours later, she's got to piss the bed because he won't <laughs> let her up because he's still working on that piece. <laughs> I'm almost done, huh? Was that on? Oh, no, no, nothing. Well, I guess that this record closes with this is another this is another big fucking hit off this record. Totally right. <laughs> um, this one have a video too. This one had a video. I remember the space shuttle being in it for some reason. I don't I don't remember a ton about it. I just remember <laughs> the space shuttles in that shit. And that this song too has origins dating back to the eighties. Oh, was this the jump? Uh, this outro is the little riff or something you hear at the end of jump. As it's almost as it's fading out. You hear Eddie back there. Right, right. This little motif over the end. And uh I mean and he starts it out with it. <laughs> just constructing like a connected universe like marvel or kevin smith you know how do you this mean is, this is like <laughs> how the, do you riff, mean? the riff coming out of the end of jump but it shows up you know in the late it's like the silent bob or uh he's or, connecting right. this multiverse yeah, or, of albums or jason lee showing up as the same character like three movies <laughs> later you know a five hours the brody yes exactly <laughs> I was telling Jared earlier the riff on this song, right? Because I don't know how to play it, but you can kind of hear the high E string is like kind of the droning note that he plays against, like, what's the next one? Like a B? Yeah, yeah. B string and the E string is what he's doing. And uh, I was watching a clip of a guy on YouTube. I was try- He was trying to teach like a Van Halen riff, but commenting on Ed's just how good he is. Yada, yada, stuff we've heard. And, um, but he goes, he saw him in concert and he was playing this song. And in the middle of the song, because he's a guitar nerd, so he's watching him play. How we were, yeah. I just described, but he saw that the string broke in the middle of the song. And he's like, holy fuck, how is he going to play the rest of that song without being <laughs> the, the E string broke, the high E that it drones on. Right. He's like, fuck, that's the main part of the riff. How is he going to pull, pull, what's he going to pull out of his ass for that? And he just immediately noticed, he just switched when the riff came up, like right here. He just went right into a chord version of that and kept playing, if that yeah. makes sense. Just on the fly re Just made the adjustment. Just, yeah. just on the fly made the adjustment. On some other strings. No big deal. When you can yeah. actually see the Matrix, it's easy. <laughs> exactly. That's there is, exactly There right. is no spoon, you fly, exactly. stop bullets. There is no string. You jump into a fucking no agent, agent Carter's puss or whatever it is. I don't know, I don't know what, what Neo did. Agent Carter, right away.
I mean, does anybody do a more heartfelt woo other than Pete Carroll? <laughs> Got they, those fucking background vocals. I think they would end. Yeah, the they're concert. going strong. This is like a show ender. This is like the before the encore. The before the encore ender. This is like uh, this is the false <laughs> ending of the show. But again, I feel like he, oh, front uh, tail, front tail. <laughs> <laughs> but just the way they're knocking, like they, they they'll do these real thematic songs like this. Yeah. The the riff is just so good. It just burrows in. And at the end of this song, if you listen real hard, you can hear just the very beginning riff of Dirty Water Dog. Oh, no, maybe it's a different song. But uh, <laughs> they're just more sequels. But that's, that's you can end this record? That's, that's one way. Right there on an anthem. Yeah. That's a good way to do it. I've heard they, worse. They, they fuck her. They fuck around with Anthem there too, you know. Like they, they kind of they've they, had they've been with Sammy. They've been playing on. They've been fucking with Anthems ever since Dreams, right? Yep. Right. Or even Why Can't This Be Love? That basically now, let me, all of Fifty One Fifty. Yeah, let me tell you something. You 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 called it for the first part of this tour from fucking August to December. They ended with Top of the World. They were they they put that in there. It was it was the big one. It was a nice way to go out, and then they they shifted that up after that from January until May till the end of the to, you know ninety two. It went back into the number eighteen spot, and where mm. they added two more songs. Not necessarily added. They added one of them. One of them they added uh, because Sammy would not play it up until this point. We talking about and, Panama? Uh, it, What's that? We're talking about Panama or ain't talking about love? No. Neither one. It, 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 neither of those. Jump. Yeah. Boom. Ah. Boom. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sa- Sammy didn't want it. Sammy wouldn't touch jump. Oh, no, not, <laughs> was, not that hit. Yeah, not that exactly. Quit being up Do you imagine how, how much that must have ground their fucking gears to be like, dude, that's our, that's our, that's, that's our, ours. that's yeah. our fucking number one. That's and our drive 55, motherfucker. it's got a sick video. Every night I got to play One Way to Rock and you're not going to do fucking Jump? Jump? Yeah. Do you know how much money Jump made us? Like, Check dude, the you know time on the fucking... clock. Tell it's him, Alex. It's time to rock. He yeah. put them through that that's... shit. They did, they, That's that what was happened them. is, is <laughs> Alex basically went up to Sammy and is like, "Listen, um, we're we're gonna play jump tonight." <laughs> you gotta think more like Dolly, man. Just think outside of the box. Yeah, Come yeah, on. Yeah. What would Dolly do? Come He'd on. sing jump. Come on, you you can you can make it yours if you want to try. That's fine, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're gonna play it. Basically, uh, it was like, but you uh, know who's you, you know who's not playing keyboards to jump on this fucking tour? Eddie. <laughs> that's right that's right because we got alan fitzgerald from fucking night ranger playing all of the keyboards wait a minute off wait stage a minute. wait a minute are you shitting me he had somebody playing that live the whole time any keyboards that got played on this tour were played off stage by alan wow. fitzgerald from night ranger wow 
Well, that, you know, I shouldn't yeah. be surprised. There's a, I mean, listen, Alex ain't going to play to a click. He ain't going to play to no pre-recorded keyboard either, I guess, right? Yeah. This, this nah. is going to be analog as fuck till they die. You know what? I forgot there was. Yeah. Speak, speaking hey. of those, oh, what were you going to say? No, go, go. Oh, you were talking about old bands. This kind of connects a little bit, but there was one of the songs on this album where, um, uh, what's the guy from Toto, the guitarist? Steve Lukather. I think he played like I think he played like some background vocals on a track, maybe. I believe that. I mean, him and Eddie uh, might tight. be. They were. They were. I want to say it was that cat. Mm-hmm. Him and Steve were super tight. Yeah, I think I, they fucked. I feel time. like we every every episode of this fair warning podcast we mentioned Lukather. Luke comes up. Yeah, no, they were homies Luke. for sure. <laughs> Luke gonna be around. Luke gonna be all right. He is too. I see. Yeah. He've seen him for some reason. I don't know if they got an anniversary coming up right now or what. Uh, but Luke's been making the rounds too. Like I've been seeing him lately, and he he looks pretty good. Good, good. But, you know, uh, he's probably Eddie's age, so sixty-five. You know, he's, no, he's, he's like he's, old school man. Yeah, I don't know if he is his partying ways ever got as crazy as Eddie's did but I think so <laughs> I feel like I heard some stories here and there I think fuckers. if you're gonna run with Eddie if you're if gonna you're running, running with, with the, the devil, devil <laughs> come on now yeah. snorting yeah. all that fucking Rosanna money yeah <laughs> and that thriller money they both got oh no only only they Luke both, got checks they... from thriller Eddie got no money from thriller I think it would be like John no, Lennon no, trying no. to keep up with Keith Richards partying. Yeah. Like, that's or what... Keith Moon. Yeah. <laughs> More like it. Damn. Fuck. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, dude, that's the end of that album. Do you, you want to hear about what their fucking live show was like? I do. We got a... They, I'm going to go... They, like, I, I, like I illustrated, they kind of switched up the set list. So I'm going to go with the latter set list. But this yes. tour lasted... 15 months, 99 shows, seven legs, but they only, they, you know, it's like the, it was North America. They went yeah. hard in North America, didn't hit Japan, they didn't really hit Europe, and they went to Mexico for like two shows, one of them on my birthday, hey. uh, May 23rd, 1992. Um, and Sammy would not sing Jump. He had made, he had made concessions to sing Panama. He had made concessions to sing a couple other songs, but he would not sing "Jump," and they said, "We're gonna, we're gonna play "Jump," and so <laughs> or, uh, else we're, or else we're calling Mo. Yeah, don't be a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so we got we're opening with Pound Cake because yeah. why not, right? Yeah. yeah, there's a great also uh, YouTube performance of Pound Cake at the VMAs, yeah. introduced by uh, Ars- none other than Arsenio Hall. It is worth checking out. Proceed, sorry. Yeah. Yes, you're right. And if you're going to bring on to an electric, you know, you're going to have you're going to have gear bought on that doesn't need to be on the stage like a fucking drill. <laughs> Pound Cake's a great song to start an album. It's a great song to start a fucking concert. And also, we're done with the drill because, uh, you know, I'm going to probably waste it later on. So I don't want to feel like grabbing that thing. But that's the that's the classic uh, go- move is to open the, the, the show with the new song. You know, it's a backer, right? Break You're them back in right away. Back. Break them in right away. Let them know we got a record out. This here's exactly. You know what's up, man. I just saw Judgment my morning jacket last song. night. They did the same thing. Psh, brand oh, new yeah. song, right yeah. out the gate. Pretty good. Yep. Yeah, fuck. My first concert back in since the pandemic. 
Fucking beautiful. Paramount Theater. It's beautiful. I kiss it up to the sky. I did. Kiss it up to Jesus. Judgment Day. As a number two. They're going in record order right here. They're going in order like the record. Yeah. Yeah, So that's a one-two punch right there. That's basically what you need. You hit number three at runaround. Mm. Um, Then you go to number four when it's love. Oh, Uh, classic again. Yep. With, so five. that means the guy from Night Ranger is playing the the keyboards on When It's Love. Nobody knows who's playing the keyboards because Eddie's not doing it, but <laughs> Night Ranger's playing it. Mr. Fitzgerald, Alan Fitzgerald, Larry and Gerald Fitzgerald. Fitzalan. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> Patrick Fitzhenry and Henry playing, Fitzpatrick. I they're playing with each other and with keyboards yes. uh, on the side of the stage. But everyone's they're, they're rocking playing in America. Like the bassist <laughs> to the Rolling Stones is playing, man. It's like nobody knows who it is, and they're on the side. Yes. Like the guy that plays um, for Muse and has to be waist deep in the stage. <laughs> He's in the trenches. <laughs> yeah. It gets rough for the sidemen. I staring at his crotch for the whole show. <laughs> uh, there's only one way to rock. Ugh. And then, yeah, let's just settle down and have the bass solo. This is the second tour, I think, where bass solo now is before the drum yeah. solo. Yeah, Alex used to be the first guy up on the scene. We're switching that. We're sticking with yeah. that. We're going to switch it around. But funny enough, in the beginning of this series, in the beginning of this tour, the drum solo came right after the bass solo. Hmm. But now they play, they play, uh, they go uh, bass solo, then Pleasure Dome. Yes. Then drum solo. They must have filmed that live, uh, the live show in the second half of the tour. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wager you a are, bit because you're describing pl- that live d- DVD pretty well. Correct. And we're and they're playing two nights in Fresno where they record <laughs> right here, right now. Oh, they did that and one. In, I don't they, think I remembered it was Fresno. That's pretty great. It's yeah, Fresno. Yeah, that's awesome. And then, and then, would they overdub the lyrics? Uh, <laughs> overdub the vocals every shortly after that. Everything on that record is overdubbed. <laughs> the only thing that is live on that record is Fresno. And you know what's sad is that um, is that fucking uh, uh, Andy Johns gets credit for producing that, um, but it, <laughs> but did. it's like back, they, the, he, back at fifty one fifty. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Allison Chains opened up for that show. We already covered that shit. Um, after we do uh, Panama, uh, drum solo, we go into Panama. And then right now. Yeah. So we got the crowd going. Can I just say, um, too? That they're going hard at this point. Sammy actually does a great Panama. Yeah. If you go watch that DVD. I don't even think that's been released on Blu-ray yet, has it? No, I don't think so. I'm smelling a 30th anniversary Blu-ray that needs to be coming out this year. Or was it 92? Man, about 92, 93 when that came. So expect. Listen, you're going to get off tour here in a minute, Wolf. Call your uncle. Let's get this (laughs) Blu-ray with. We should talk to Wolf. Really? I do follow him on Twitter. I'll send him a message. Okay? Yeah. Don't even worry about it. Hit him up. Yeah. Hit him up. We but, should get him. In. We'll get. We're doing this virtual stuff. We can get him a call in. I want um, the original. Okay, so we got we got the Michael cut, the Michael Anthony cut. I want the original cut on this on this live album. It exists somewhere. 
and you yeah. know it's probably yeah. fine. The story is that like Eddie was out of tune, uh, and they were playing fast, and they didn't like it. So Eddie tuned up, played everything again, but he had to have like I think they were being if I was a betting man, I'd say they were being nitpicky. Because we've all seen yeah. that Japanese live TV broadcast from the last tour, yeah, which is like as unadorned as you could get, and it's the shit. You can't yeah. tell me out of two nights in Fresno, you're not being a little nitpicky and you want to record this whole thing over again. Release the Fresno cut. <laughs> See, that's <it. laughs> Dude, they, yeah, they approach this like a stand-up comedian does a special, where it's like, all right, we're gonna do two nights and we're gonna take clips from the best ones. But they then recorded over top of all of it. So the what the fuck? At <laughs> yes. Why can't this be love? Why can't this all be live? I think. Um, <laughs> it, and, and then we got finish what you started. Yeah. Give it. Uh, uh, give to live. Then we go guitar solo. <laughs> then we go into. You give two live. The, uh, you, you really got me. Can't drive fifty five. Best of both worlds, top of the world, jump, then the dream is over. And Ooh. so is the concert. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't pick better Sammy songs than that to put into the set. Like, heavy metal yeah. would have been better than any oh, of those songs awesome. mentioned. Uh, Three Lock Box would have been better than any of those songs they just fucking played. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, Mantra I understand scene. why you, you gotta play put in I Can't Drive 55, yeah. but... Yeah. Uh, I can't drive 55 is kind of he has to play that one right that's that, yeah, that's the only one that's kind of obligatory that. yeah yeah but it, you know it's not the tops uh, so so pretty good show that's a pretty good show I'd see the show I'd go see the that's, four on off a carnal knowledge tour if you're Fuck doing yeah. the time machine trip back to do one Sammy show that's the one because you got right. all the 50 right. and 50 you got the three you got the perfect trifecta right here that we're looking at yeah that's the time to do it that's why they filmed it i that's, guess and reef and filmed it and and, and it actually was, it's amazing they didn't refilm it on a blue but screen it, or but it was still it was still good times it was still van halen good times it was like everything here. was okay in camp they were still buddy buddy that oh sorry uh uh not to, the camaraderie is what we're, we're talking about and yeah. the um we were talking about earlier with the um the kids watching the the reaction videos yeah what was really cool is the um those two kids we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. one thing one of them picked up on like leading up to ed playing his solo when uh sammy's giving the intro in between songs yeah, yeah. like this Picking next up this is my yeah, favorite part of the show. Up I his have a cold one and I listen to the best guitar player in the world. Exactly. And then he walks over to Ed and they, they kind of do like a hug thing, I think. And, and he before... turns into a weird wrestling match that kind of. Yeah, they just bro down before, <laughs> before they bro down before it, Sam leaves the stage. But she commented just like on how well they got along together. Like she, like someone seen it for the first time saw that friendship. Yeah. It's I mean, that, that was life yeah, without a right? net. I mean, there was the honeymoon phase for sure. But for you know certain. what? I mean, it was just, it was, yeah. it was real. Still was at it? this point, I think on this tour, I think you're right though. I think it's, we're still in the salad days. Yeah. And uh, I think it's all I, love. J- yeah. 
I'm yeah, I agree with you. I'm going to go a little bit past the salad days. I'm going to say steak salad days because there's some <laughs> substance. It's not just it's not just like oh we're talking in high tones next to each other because we're excited. Yeah. Hi, hey, you know it's like there's some substance to this album. They addressed some recording problems. They re- they 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 got they got some balls back. They got some fucking chutch into it. They got some <laughs> going all <laughs> over. They drizzled some juice dressing all, over the, all over the steak salad, and and uh, and this is this is the best of uh, of this this lineup right here because yeah. we're gonna get into what balance right after this. Yeah, and uh, the Cobb salad. And, uh, I th- <laughs> it's gonna start slipping. It's going to start slipping a little bit. It's going to get more mailed in. It's going to get everybody's got their own problems. Everybody's got their own babies to raise and shit like that. Whatever, whatever it takes to keep a band together or split a band apart. But uh, but this is uh, for unlawful carnal knowledge. This is the best that this uh, configuration comes up. It's with. High watermark. That, that's is a high watermark. And then we get to watch it recede back past Las Vegas. Yes. <laughs> In, into Gary Sharon. Into Gary Sharon. God, God rest. But not yet. Oh, oh wait. Not still, yet. This didn't kill him. No. We still she, get to listen to Balance for a little We still got Balance. And you know what? There's a lot of good shit on Balance. Yeah. There's a lot of great shit on Balance. But with the right kind of eyes. <laughs> Facing mm-hmm. westward, you can see the the... the the seeds of the destruction are also in that album too, which is so many bands. I keep harping on the Black album uh, because it's, this is that same time. You want to talk about getting on the road and touring a record to fucking death? Metallica did the Black album for like maybe three years on the road. Right. That album. That's another one. I think that's their bound. It's close because it, that album's pretty great. The Black Album is pretty fucking great, which also just turned 30 this year. But in it, wow. you can also see the beginning of the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it happens in a band's life where you, you see that this is pretty great, but I also see that's going wrong, that's going wrong. And... Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. You know what, I... Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna uh, you bring Jane's addiction back too. Um, they're ending. They're about to break up too. They end with Ritual, which is a really great album. Yeah. Um, and and they they did end up making some music in different configurations after that. That's still pretty good or or whatnot. Uh, but you give them strays too much night- credit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, oh yeah, but, uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, they, but they, it's it's kind of in the air. Maybe ninety one. You know, some yeah, some stuff's just vibes. popping off. But there's some people who are who are, who are ending, and there's even some artists who are going to end their life soon uh, after this. You know, it's a real ninety one is a real powder keg of music going on. It's a real crossroads, and um, we've got Van Halen still holding their spot. Still, I mean, starting sure. this album out on Billboard as number one. That's how it starts. I mean, yeah. dude, that is not easy, and they crushed it. They did a great job, and it kind of they kind of deserve it. I was falling Absolutely. off around this time. I had to come back to this album mm. um, because I was I had already I had already done back catalog, and I had already gone into present catalog, and and 
OU812 threw me. I mean, it, back then it threw yeah. me, it throws me now. Um, and it's funny because critically, a lot of people like that on reviews. A lot of people like OU812 more than this. Mm. They're not smart people. <laughs> We're smart people. OU812 has great songs. I just have, we covered this last time, but the production is an issue for me because they're uh, lack of, lack thereof, I guess, is the issue for me. Yeah. The, the title of the album refers to the production of the album. Okay. Zing. Zing. All right. Yeah. So there, I mean, it, take a moment of silence for the, the high point of the Sandy years, I guess. But it, it's not all maudlin. Like, Balance isn't embarrassing. It's not a, an embarrassing record. I don't think they ever embarrassed themselves with Sammy. Um, they not, I don't know if I could say the same for Gary or Dave. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, well, don't uh, fucking don't spoil that, that that's ending. For, that's for... I really actually can't wait to get to the different kind of truth episode. Oh, totally. That's because, a good one. Because uh, I know... Uh, I know, because I know you've listened to that record probably more than I more have. More than anybody I know. <laughs> which is... <laughs> You've listened to it more than me, which is once. I heard that record once. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> but, I mean, how long ago was that? 20, oh, shit. 2012? Uh, anyway, probably at least a decade ago. Yeah. And you know what? Things change inside your head in 10 years. There's things I didn't like 10 years ago that I like now. Like, you know, Bauhaus, anal, you know, just things are change in your life as you go through. It, it'll be like those. Oh, receiving, times. by the way. I didn't, sorry, I didn't clarify. It'll be like those first reaction videos, but second. <laughs> exactly. So maybe I'll hear it with fresh ears, and I haven't gone back to it specifically. I don't know what I'm waiting for. I'm not ready yet. But when we get when we get there, it'll be a beautiful journey, especially with the retirement yeah. coming up. Maybe I'll be a little more sentimental about it. Well, like a good band is like a good podcast. It's never just the episodes. It's about the library. It's the library. It's uh, it's the journey that these people are taking together. Body of work. And Dave, we Eddie Eddie ended his journey almost a year ago. Dave's about to purposely end his journey. Um, you know, within a year, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. And, uh, uh, I'm, I'm proud to be able to do it with you fine gentlemen. <laughs> I'll be proud if we can get some goddamn New Year's Eve tickets for this shit. And I bring my little zoom recorder. We illegally bootleg the whole show and I leak it the next day. Oh shit. Dude. I saw I saw that on a uh, what's happening episode when we run <laughs> the Doobie Brothers recorder to a Doobie Brothers. <laughs> you saw that shit? Yeah, I'm about you to know rerun what I'm this. About. I'm about to Classic rerun this one. one. You don't know me, but I'm your brother. Uh, those tickets are going fast, by the way. So we have to we seriously do have to get on this. Okay, um, well, because let's they're wrap going up this fast. Show There's like have 75 left. About tickets here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's been this. No, wrong show. But listen, that's we're, we're already home, we're already delving into the these next episodes that we've actually already recorded like a month ago. So it's like Tenet meets Pulp Fiction. We're like <sighs> we're doing an inverse pincer maneuver on the internet right now. 
coming at it both ways. And wrap that around an Inception taco, and you got the next episode <laughs> on Fair Warning. Oh, oh, did you, did you hear him just work that in? The next episode he just on nailed Fair it. Warning. He just, yeah. I know, he nailed it, but I had to say it again like a fucking jerk. <laughs> Listen, it's not going to get better or worse than this. So, you know, I want to thank both you. Chris, thank you for, oh, God, did I just, I just, I just revealed your. MC Sacred G, excuse me. Thank, Thank you, you for Thank tuning you. in from a, from the equator. And I hope that you yes. don't run into any foul mutants in Madripoor while you're there. Um, yeah. Look out for the blob. He's kind of, he's trouble. Yeah, fuck that dude. Yeah, you got it. Uh, I want to thank El Pagano. Adios, muchachos. <laughs> <laughs> and it's I, the thick white duke. Wishing you happy trails. See you next time.